Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud X. And this is The World As It Is Today. Well, welcome back for another episode of The World As It Is Today. Yeah. We uh, we have a, a special one for you. We've got guests today. Yeah, um, Andy and Kate. Andy from The Deep Share and his wife, Kate. Mm-hmm. They, they have been on before last April. Yep. With uh, Deep Healing Podcast. Yeah, um, they haven't been continuing. I think they only had three episodes, but they were good episodes. And if you like Andy and you like the Deep Share podcast, then it's always cool to get to know your favorite podcasters a little more personally. And listening to him talk to his wife is one way to do that. So you could check out those previous episodes from way back. Yeah, yeah. This was our first guest that's been on twice yeah, as well. Yeah, they're our first repeats. It was a great talk. And the reason I wanted to have them back on is because I've been seeing some posts from Andy and some from Kate on Instagram uh, of the garden that they had this year. Yeah. And I know it's only their second year doing a garden and they're working in a really small space. Um, and it, it's been pretty impressive. And and it's very impressive. Yeah, it's really cool um, just to get to talk to people who are just getting started and excited about it and, you know, learning from their mistakes and successes. And also while raising a little kid, mm-hmm. they have an almost five year old now. Mm-hmm. And he's involved in the garden stuff too, and they're talking about homeschooling, and it's a good thing. Yeah, and within those pictures, there were ones with the with the boy in there, and they're awesome. <laughs> it's the most adorable thing. Yeah, I can't wait till our younger one starts talking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, business to get out of the way before the episode. Uh, we just wanted to make sure you know that there is a bone broth workshop coming up online on October sixteenth at two p.m. Pacific time. That's a Greener Postures workshop. You can find more information at greenerpostures.com slash workshops. This is going to be great. I'm just finishing editing that booklet again. I've got a dozen, a, a even dozen, not a baker's dozen, guys. Sorry. Not a, not a Jewish dozen, dozen Not either. a Jewish dozen. <laughs> That's 11. <laughs> That's 11. <laughs> That's so horrible. I love it. Um, it's just a 12 uh, of my own, very own recipes. I'm pretty proud of myself for actually taking the time to like pay attention to what I'm doing and measure things out so that I can write them down for people to follow. Um, so, and then, you know, you can tweak them and make them your own. So I've uh, got um, 12 recipes that all are what I do with the broth that I make, as well as how to make all the broth and everything else that we'll go over in the workshop. Yeah, that's going to be really great. I'm, I, you know, I won't be attending, I'm sure, but I'm still very excited for it. I'm so excited that I feel like I can smell it now. I'm... Oh, is that because, oh yeah, you got that rooster. Yeah, I'm literally making broth with a rooster. I can smell it now, and trust me, you want to be making this in your home. (laughs) Yeah, if you can make a a stinky old rooster smell like that. (laughs) No, they weren't old, they were young. This is delicious. A stinky young rooster. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't even stinky. (laughs) A stinky young cock. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. You can make a well-cared-for, pasture-raised rooster. organic free range rooster smell that good then uh, okay well then you're just cooking so, <laughs> yeah so um if anybody wants to come to that you just have to sign up greenerpostures.com slash sign up or follow the prompts on the workshops page or just send me an email if you have questions or a dm on twitter or instagram at greener postures um with that we are Starting, go ahead. I wanted to point out to people that we have t-shirts and stuff for sale. Oh, yep. Because yep. we need money. Yeah, so we're, um, that's what I was going to say. I don't know how to approach this yet, but we are starting to think about um, our next 
year of podcasting. So we, we're coming to the, um, it'll be a year at the end of December, January, beginning of January is when we started this podcast and we've been really enjoying ourselves and we've got really good feedback and have some regular listeners, which I love and I want to continue doing it. Mm -hmm. But as I'm looking at our finances and the year that we've had and, um, our hobby money that we have, mm-hmm. uh, it's tight. It's really, really tight. And to, to, you know, resubscribe to, uh, zoom and the podcast host where we host the podcast and, and, um, like a few other things. And, you know, plus we, you know, we had to invest in some microphones and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, um, I also bought a computer since then, which wasn't specifically for this, but it was pretty specifically it was for this. Yeah, for this. But it, it wasn't, I wasn't looking at something that I see a return on the price that we paid for it. I also needed a we new also computer. We also needed a new computer. So, yeah. but we, but bought the one we did with this podcast in mind. For so. sure. And po- and future podcasts. And future podcasts. So not only do I want to continue this on, I want to start a greener postures podcast so I can move some of my, you know, food preservation conversations there mm-hmm. um, and have that be more of a solo thing. Maybe you could be a guest sometime. Mm-hmm. And then, no. If you'd, if you'd uh, no, I'm good. You're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I was oh, going to say, eh, if you'd have me. Oh, okay. But, no, you're saying, no, no, I'm no, good. I'm good. Yeah, no, no, I'm good on that. I'm, I'm all right. Um, and then you. I do uh, enough podcasting. <laughs> I know, right? Like I want some really good ones. That's what you can say. (laughs) Um, Oh, sorry. I only do good podcasts. (laughs) But you also have um, an idea for a solo show in mind as well. And I'm really excited about that. And both of those things are going to take, you know, expanding this from a one, one feed to three feeds and how we go about that and which um, website or whatever we use to host this podcast, all that stuff's up in the air and we're doing research. So I don't know how much money that we're going to be spending on at this, but I know we need money. So I like money. (laughs) (laughs) So I um, would love it. Um, If you feel passionate about uh, us continuing and expanding our podcasting and you have funds that you would like to donate, I always like it. I don't know where it comes from, so I feel weird talking about the value for value system. Mm-hmm. But what I know of it from the podcasts I listen to, which I don't think any of those are the ones that originated it. It's all Adam Curry and right. no agenda. Right, okay. And I've only listened to one episode of that one time. Mm-hmm. And um, But there's this idea of like if you take value from what we're putting out there, um, then reciprocating that in some way, it seems really reasonable. Um, and, and that can be any way that you can help us. So if you have knowledge about hosting podcasts and you want to talk to me about how we could do this in the most affordable way, or if you have a strong feeling on what platform we should go with. Yeah. Because the truth is when it comes to any of that kind of stuff, we are winging it hard, winging it hundred percent. So, but that's what this last year has been. So I definitely yeah. know ma- no more now sitting here looking at it than I did when we started this last January. Well, I don't, I don't want this to stretch out too long, but I do. Uh, I, it feels appropriate to point out that like when we chose, we go through Podbean mm-hmm. and like we did that. I mean, it was almost a, a, a dart throw. There was I like mean, a three, three things. And I went with the, yeah. yeah the uh, whereas like now we might want to reevaluate that. I don't know if we do or not, but we're coming up upon the time that if we do want to reevaluate it. It's it's in it's the now. next couple months because yeah. this is going to expire. And if we want to have three different feeds, I want to make sure we're doing that in the most cost effective way. So if we ch- if we're going with Podbean and they want us to pay three times what we're paying now, it's not really feasible for us. Yeah. So if we do this in a different on a different platform that allows multiple feeds or something like that, so that's what we're looking at now. So if you have any suggestions or knowledge about that and you want to throw that out there, you can send me a DM again. Um, 
I'm usually the one that does most of this tech stuff, so Greener Postures, or an email at greenerpostures at pm.me. Or if you want to um, donate to the cause, um, on the merch tab on our website, greenerpostures.com, there is information at the very bottom that tells you how to donate. Same with at the podcast page. And there is a um, information on PayPal and on uh, Venmo. So if you want to donate to PayPal, you just search the email address uh, greener postures at pm.me. And if you want to donate on Venmo, you find me Lanny W and, um, you'll see the greener postures logo there. And so you'll know when you're, you're in, the, in the right place. So if, if you throw us a couple bucks because you enjoy what we're doing here, we really appreciate it. And we'll definitely put that towards, um, future shows that we're putting out here for you to enjoy or be frustrated by mm-hmm. whatever that part's your decision. That's up to you. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, I'd like to throw a shout out here to Tammy. Tammy. Uh, from our from our last podcast fame. Uh, she, I think it would have been before we recorded that. Um, she had listened to, I was, I, I made an appearance on the Goodness Over Darkness podcast with Emmanuel Kingman. And uh, we t- got pretty deep about, uh, about Jesus and religion and uh, where I stand on some of these things and my difficulties uh, with accepting certain things. And uh, it was a really, really great conversation we had. But she listened to that. And uh, she, uh, upon hearing what I, what I had to say in there, uh, she, she went ahead and bought me a Bible and sent it to us. Um, yeah. And it was, uh, what a wonderful thing. So thank you, Tammy. Yes, that was super nice. And it's a nice one, too. It's big enough and you can read the print. I don't know if she planned for that, that we're we're getting older and we need, <laughs> we need to be able to see this. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good size. Um, and it's um, it's nice because in, in that podcast, you were talking about how the only one we have is your old family Bible. And you it can't really handle it much because it's so old. It's good, like deteriorating. Right. And so, um, yeah, that was really, really thoughtful of her to hear that and just throw that out there in a non-threatening way. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. a just, hey, here's this if you want to check it out. And it even came with a great little note saying to uh, enjoy or to read. With View which, this through any goggles. Through whichever goggles I wish. Yeah. Which, if you if you go find the uh, the Godcast, Goodness Over Darkness podcast, uh, and listen to, to my episode on there, you'll hear why, why she would say goggles. Yes. So. And there was a lot of talk of goggles and I can link to that episode actually in the description oh, sure. here. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to, to That's listen. a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy this episode and support Andy with a deep share on his uh, page. He doesn't mention what, who he is until the very end. So Andy, uh, you can find him on all the stuff and the deep share is where you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, website and podcatchers. Yep. All right, everybody take care. All right. And here we are with Andy and Kate back once again for round two on the world as it is today. How are you two doing? I'm doing fantastic. We are doing great. How are you doing? Oh, it's good. Things are starting to finally slow down, (laughs) which, uh, it has been it has been several months of go 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 with homestead and kids and you know life <laughs> that oh, yeah. uh, now as the weather's changing it feels good it hasn't actually started slowing down yet I've still got a lot to do so does so oh, we, yeah. we always will but you can start to see the the uh, changing you know like the change of the season I'm starting to walk into the house to the smell of broth 
which means <laughs> which means that the the seasons are truly changing. <laughs> yeah, squash in our house. Yeah, you know, I think I should say I think you guys are our first guest that uh, that's come back. Oh, first, that's cool. First, first return champions. There, there oh you yeah. Go. Awesome. Absolutely. And you right guys on. are still my second podcast. <laughs> first <laughs> and second? My first one, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't I get out much. So yeah, right now we're mourning, well, Kate's more out there mourning the uh, the death of the of the garden, you know, even though it's a necessary, beautiful process in itself and we reap so many benefits from it. It's like, well, you know, you've been saying it. It's just, it's hard it's to watch day, it fall apart. Every day something else is like brown. I'm like, no. Yeah. We're right, yeah. right. on five where... It's cold at night now. I yeah. just picked the last of our tomatoes. I think that are gonna ripen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like to look at I like to look at the death of the garden as the birth of my compost for next year. Because <laughs> that's that's where I'm at in the last week. I've been I've got like a two stage compost system where we've been we've been digging out of one all year to use for for the beds and stuff. And then we've been filling one all year that I just been turning and and trying to break down. And now I just cleaned that all out and move that into the one for next year. So now, and and then we got all these leaves and grass clippings and stuff. So I'm getting this all set up so that that can just start breaking down for the next several months so that we can get into it next year. But, uh, I don't know. I might be a bit of a nerd. I get really excited about compost. <laughs> we do too. We just don't have the setup that we want. We like, we talked about it all summer, improving the system that we have, which it was fine. We, I don't, we didn't get any compost yet, but we're, we're it working doesn't on seem it. seem to compost. Like it yeah. sort of does, but we, sort of, I think we have a bad. We got lame. We went to like, we were getting stuff at Home Depot or someplace like that. And we saw one of those convenient spinny the ones spinning with the ones. multiple yeah. Yeah. and they look really great, but honestly, I don't know if they're, they're doing that well, you know, but we want to have the whole setup that you see on, I'm, I don't know, yeah. just these separate sections with build it with pallets, you know, and just go to town. Yeah. Yeah. We were actually just, I just threw out yesterday the idea, I kind of want to get some of those big cement blocks like you see in like construction, like maybe blocking a road or something like mm-hmm. that. I want to get, oh, I don't know what they cost. I don't know if it's within my my means yeah, of ability to get them. Dream. Oh, we like those big, big ones that like divide the bay. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have like yeah. <laughs> I want to get, to get a bunch of those and then set those up so it would almost look like a, like a fork or something, you know, like a row across the back and then every wide enough i have a tractor so if it's just wide enough for me to fit my loader in through there and then like have like three of those because right now we're on a two two stage system and i hear three stage is like even better um but it's kind of like it's it's one step at a time for real because we moved out here onto 25 acres from um not really doing this kind of stuff we had a little bit of space before but all of a sudden it was just like, oh, we should probably be composting. Um, yeah, all I've ever done with that ever previously was like trying to, you know, I don't know, be good for the environment and not throw as much in the trash, you know, <laughs> and it would just be like a, a stinky pile in the back of my yard or something like that. Now you're um, a part of the cycle of nature. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I, oh, oh well, I was just going to say, but we here there was an old silo that just the base of is here. So it's just this big concrete ring. So I just started throwing everything in there. Nice. And that's what we did our first year was just putting stuff in there. But then I was realizing that like, 
uh, if I keep throwing stuff in there, then it never is ready to be just compost, just soil. It's it's always things at different stages of breaking down. It's always got new stuff in there. Yeah, Yeah. we keep adding to it because it's we only have one small little area, so it never gets to fully compost. Yes. So this year I stepped it up by I found a an old concrete um trough that's like pretty big that I started doing new compost in that while trying to keep the other one covered and just break down far enough that we can use on the gardens and stuff. And then that's what I just switched this year. I mean, just this week. And, uh, but now, yeah, now I'm just trying to think because they're kind of far apart. These two, these two things, it would make a lot of sense to have these next to each other. And like, like you guys were saying, there's the pallet ones, uh, which are really appealing to me, but because of the scale of stuff that we're doing that we jumped right into and we, you know, have the tractor and stuff. That's why the concrete blocks kind of seemed like maybe it would be a cool way to go. Yeah. yeah that's it why like the, you guys need a big thing. Like yeah. The big... concrete ring thing is hard. Cause you have to turn it and it's like, you have to stand inside the compost pile to be able to like get the shovel in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do that. You know? <laughs> I, like, I spend a lot of time waiting around in the, in the compost. Need them waiters. You know? <laughs> have you guys yet in my ever, gardening career? No, have you ever heard of a, uh, Bokashi composting? No. I feel like you it's, have. So it's know. not a gross sex thing. I think <laughs> no. it's it's no. not bukaki. <laughs> That's composting. what I'm confusing with. I'm like, There's don't say be a lot of one. Long searches on the internet. Um, yeah, Bokashi <laughs> composting. It's this Japanese method, and it it uses a like basically like a starter culture of three different strains of bacteria, and you keep it in an anaerobic environment. So you spray your food scraps or whatever. You can even do meat and bones and stuff with this. Spray Whoa. it with this solution of stuff, and then you you squish it down in a bucket with like some newspaper in between. So it catches the drippings and you keep it in this enclosed bucket for, I don't know. I think it was like only two weeks. And then you, you said anaerobic. That means uh, without no oxy- oxygen. No yeah. oxygen. Sorry. I'm a fermenter and that it's a normal <laughs> word. Just automatic. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, without oxygen, like when you're fermenting and then you, you're able to bury that straight into the ground and it continues to break down. But these, these bacteria like help accelerate the process. So you have compost that you're working with um, really quickly. And I think it's so popular in Japan because people are working with really small spaces and you can do this in like a five gallon bucket inside your kitchen. And because of the bacteria, there's no smell. So it it doesn't get stinky. That's interesting. I'll send you guys a link uh, for the website. And I think this, this stuff you can get to inoculate it with is relatively inexpensive and then it's condensed so it lasts for a super long time that's awesome yeah that's really cool that yeah, we have some local me. people who make this stuff she doesn't make this stuff but she teaches uh workshops kind of like what i do for fermentation yeah. she so i went to one of her workshops she was after me at something we were doing and she also sells the solution but I, I wonder if there's a way you can grow the solution. Like, you can, you know, you can start wild Probably. fermentation. So I, I, I don't know. I was going to look into that more because I'm kind of, I'm like, I don't want to have to keep buying stuff. You know, what if that's always a good message for people. Yeah. That's like the message I always, it ends up coming up on so many episodes where it's like, whatever you need to go buy, even if you're doing a bunch of DIY stuff with those things you're buying, can you make those things too? Yeah. Like how far back in scale can you go? That's what and, we talk about. You know, where's your own patience level too, of course. Yeah. That's big. That's <laughs> One big. step back at time. Like if you like Taco Bell, can you make tacos at home with like, you know, store-bought taco shells and, and shredded yeah. lettuce. Can, and can you make cheese. it at home without using a diaper that's spread with beans? <laughs> that's the Taco Bell. And then, you know, like step back from that. And before you know it, you're making your own tortillas and stuff, you know, but it's right. like one little thing at a time. 
Absolutely. Or, or culturing your own sour cream. And then you've got to be milking the cow for that eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, yes. And then you got to be growing your own hay for the cow. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, it just, it, keeps, it just it keeps, keeps going. going. It's great. Um, but you guys have been super busy in a small space this year. And mm-hmm. the pictures that I've seen you post have been amazing, like super inspiring. You guys have to be super happy when you got all that stuff your harvest like lined up on the counter and you're looking at it, you know, like, Oh man, that was a crazy day. That was a crazy day. A lot of the videos we take of the garden are angles. Just yeah. doing it nicer. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. I know yeah, that's I what mean, everyone's yeah. doing online though. Right. Yeah. Well, we, um, so this is our second complete year of, yeah. of growing food. And, and, you know, last year we learned a lot from different mistakes this year. Like you kind of went into the plan knowing you were growing too much because like near, near the end, she's like complaining and telling me like, oh, I grew too much. I grew too I'm like, you wanted to grow too much, but I don't know. I Let grew too explain. much as in everything died. <laughs> Not everything. <laughs> Not I grew too much. What am I going to do with these beans? No, it's like, no, I know. Yeah. But you were, oh. we were just basically experimenting with like, what can, what, how can we maximize the space? Yeah. And we saw how it doesn't work and how it can work. Some like, stuff worked. Was corn it, was it and like, squash do not like uh-huh. each other, apparently, or at least the. No, no, no. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll let, I'm going to let the boss talk. <laughs> we yeah. got the um, hit with the squash bugs and the vine borers at the same time. Oh, whoa. And I did the three sisters planting. Uh-huh. And the beans overtook the corn and destroyed it. And then every, my sugar pumpkin, my acorn squash, my zucchini, my summer squash, my, oh my God, spaghetti squash, all, I got, I got nothing. Oh no. Got two, two spaghetti squash and one sugar pumpkin pumpkin, and everything else died. Well, I saw then, that like, picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with your, so with your tiny butternuts in there. Yeah. Oh, that is sad. Yeah. Our, my for whatever reason, the winter squash I planted this year never came up. Yeah. And I kept saying I was going to go get starts from somewhere. And then I was too late. Yeah. We had a number of weird situations like that where we're like, all our butternut squash are like the size of this microphone is supposed to be butternut squash. Yeah. It's weird. And so of course, all summer we're looking up at the sky, like the fuck is going, like, what are they doing? (laughs) What are they they doing doing today? They're doing weird stuff. They they definitely are. And we we were seeing that up and down the East coast and other places, like people all over TikTok and Instagram and everything sharing like, yeah. Super small or lack thereof of any fruit at all. Like wild. So, so uh, are you guys putting stuff up at all? Are you preserving? um, I canned for the first time, and I'll let you know when we eat it if I did it well. Oh, if you're still alive afterwards. (laughs) If you you can, (laughs) let us know because don't you know canning is dangerous. (laughs) You can get bad. You might die. Um, (laughs) What did you can? Tomatoes. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Tomato soup, and then I made like a. A vegetable soup. Cool. So I don't want to overspeak the 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 queen here of canning, but uh, tomatoes is a really safe one. Am I right? Tomatoes, yeah. It's so acidic, it's acidic. You that can't you're get not botulism. like like uh, people. If you are afraid of canning, which you know, of course, we're trying to make sure people are less afraid of it. Uh, that that uh, tomatoes is a great place to start with that because it's it's so acidic that it's it's a pretty safe one. Um, did oh, you good. use a water bath canner? 
or yes. pressure can yeah and Dude, so that's we have a, a wonderful um, story about that too yeah because we just you... happened upon so for a couple months we were like desperately looking all over the place for a, a giant pot like you just can't find them for under like 60 bucks anywhere it's ridiculous mm -hmm. so we're like well we're not gonna spend that kind of money so we're just gonna wait and we just we're going yard sailing that morning or something or we, and we just decided to not go home yet and go to one more place and they it, had everything they had everything we needed including <laughs> not all, i was like look it's a giant pot and she takes the top off and they even have the perfect insert for the, the can camera, i'm like yeah you gotta be kidding me. It, it was just ridiculous. So it was, it was meant to be. Excellent. Yeah. Sometimes you can get a load of cans and stuff from estate sales or a place, you know, grandma's basement that they're finally I, cleaning yeah. out. I haven't looked into this myself, but I would imagine that that kind of stuff even used would be expensive online mm -hmm. when people know what it is and what, where, what, and, and, and all that goes into it in 2022. But there are lots of grandmas whose kids didn't get into canning and now they're like cleaning out their house or moving out of their house or whatever. Like they have all this canning stuff. We yeah. even had an old lady down the road move out and she said, do you want to come look through our stuff? And sure enough, she had a ton of canning. We have nice. vintage jars and yeah, stuff. I have that we jars still, still cur jars still in the box from like 1976 <laughs> or something. Oh, I was awesome. like, I don't know if I can use these lids if the seal's still good, but man, the box is so cool. The box yeah, is worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think well, I have you've been saying, right? you've been three canning pots and I have not paid for one of them. Yeah, they were all handed hand-me-downs. Uh, this is just my but we just had a small we just did a little bit, you know, nothing too crazy. But I think um, I followed all the rules. So hopefully the vegetable you said vegetable soup? Yeah. Yeah. Did you water bath can that too? Is it a tomato based soup? No, it's not. Are we going to okay. die? Well, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, not. maybe. Eventually. Um, no, <laughs> did you, I mean, like I can't tell the future. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, um, the, the, uh, to, like, depending on, did you follow like a, a approved recipe or anything, or did you just wing it? I, I won the recipe. Okay. And then, um, the, 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 the thing with water bath canning is that the food's supposed to be acidic so that it, botulism oh. can't grow. And then there's another kind of a canner that's called a pressure canner, which is a, got a locking top. Like you know, if you have an instant pot or like a pressure cooker, it's the same thing. It's like a pressure cooker. Okay. And so it just can get up to a higher temperature than boiling water can. And then that can eradicate any botulism. So my oh. recommendation would be, is when you open your soup, don't eat it cold, just heat it all the way through. And then you, you, that's your backup plan because did don't, you don't lick the spoon or your fingers? Yeah. Because if there is botulism in there, it can't survive high heat when you cook it again. So okay. it, it's like, then you, as long as you eat the food cooked, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what they, they never tell you that. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh -huh. It's like, that's the simplest, uh, simplest yeah. answer. It's something that like, I heard about like as a kid and stuff, you know, like botulism was always like in the, in the air, you know, like, uh, especially being poor, like we'd get like, you know, cheap cans that would be dented and someone would be like, Oh, I don't know. That looks like it could have botulism because it's a yeah. dented can or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And it isn't until now. And as, as I was pushing 40 that I learned that botulism is actually pretty harmless if you go about it, right. Like whether you can it yourself or if you're worried about it from the store, it can't survive that high heat. So anything that's heated botulism is just like, instead of ever talking about botulism, the, the we could have just always been saying be sure to heat your food thoroughly yeah yeah and if you're not sure or like i mean right if um 
it's, it's people are afraid of it because there's no smell to it. You know, you can't like tell some, it doesn't look like it's rotten or whatever, but there's botulism spores are everywhere all the time. And then it takes the right environment for them to be, for them to create the botulism toxin, which is what can make you sick. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're working with high acid foods, it's never a worry. Um, But if you're canning things that aren't high acid, the pressure canner, I recommend, I was super intimidated by it. So I actually didn't start pressure canning until like last year after water bath canning for a long time. My family had two pressure cookers blow on them. Holy shit. And I was Mm. a kid. That's why I was scared. Yeah. My then brother-in-law just screaming. I think he, I think he burnt his balls. (laughs) Oh my God. No, but I was so much younger than my siblings that they were like pushing me out of the room. Like what happened? (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. So like these newfangled ones have all these like special locking um, mechanisms and you can see they're lined up. Right. So I'm like, I finally talked myself into feeling safe about it (laughs) so that I can do um, the low acid stuff. Um, But otherwise, I mean, like even with the water bath can, you can do like all fruits, jams, jellies, pie filling, like, um, whatever, like I did a lot of water bath this year as well as tomatoes. Uh, but then with the pressure canner, we, I did, I canned some of our potatoes and I did green beans and corn. Oh, wow. And I can't remember what else. That's cool. Yeah. I can't see the shelf all the way from here. Lots. <laughs> I did a lot. Um, what a shelf. Yeah, we need, we need. I just have yeah. like nine jars. <laughs> <laughs> We're dreaming of the there. future. We'll get there. But you'll this get is our there. prototype. This yeah. is our prototype. This know? is learning. Well, it all is, right? Like, I would want to have to learn on 25 acres. Like, that's in that, that was an intense curve that you guys got thrown, you know? Well, I, yeah. I started candy before we moved here, and I'm super glad I did. And it was a water bath canner in our tiny mobile home kitchen. Yeah. And, and it was like uh, fruit. So, the, like, I just tried and then pickles. And so there was like, you know, I at least had a little head start on the food preservation. I was already fermenting before we moved here and we had had a little four foot by four foot garden at the last place too. So there was just, and you had some gardening experience, but yeah, like this year looking at the shelf, it's so satisfying because it's more than I've ever done before. It's right over here. That's why we keep looking off camera and going, oh. (laughs) Each, each, uh, each year has been more, you know, and and that's, that's that's what matters, right? That you're improving yourself. All yeah. The time. And you know, I think we talked about this a little last time we were talking to, as you were talking about your garden from the previous year. And like, I really like to emphasize this with everyone in every conversation that I can, um, that we're all, we're all learning. And we're all practicing. Even the most seasoned of seasoned people are still learning. And oh, if yeah. they're not, then they're broken, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's just like art. It's uh, I, 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 I like to use the term LARP that this whole, this whole thing that we're doing here is just one big LARP yeah. because we don't rely on ourselves for real. That's live action role play for those. Yeah, who don't in know. case anyone's not a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about foam swords in the park. No, we're just talking. I'm talking like, I mean, that's homestead. awesome too. That's cool. Too, not, you're into it. No. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm okay with that. Your audience, Andy. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's oh, like, um, I like to look at the whole homestead thing as, as being a LARP because if all fails right now, because I still work a job and I still have US dollars and all of that kind of stuff, and we have supply chain that's working and I have a grocery store down the street, until that's not there, this is just us practicing in yeah. case in case something like that were to happen. And of course, I hope that that never happens, but it's it's I, I feel more and more confident all the time that um 
Like if we had a March of 2020 again, when everyone's gouging each other's eyeballs out for a roll of toilet paper, that we'll be sitting back at our home and going, wow, look at all those goofballs. What are they doing? We got it. We're okay. You know, like, of course we won't, you know, if, if say the whole grid went down, we'd be screwed. We have not LARPed nearly <laughs> enough. Like we need 10 more, <laughs> 10 more, more years of, of, of practicing. But I, I keep feeling like as long as you have like a couple months cushion, so you can like figure it out as you go, like we'll, we'll be all right. Well, every day that, that society still moves on the way it is, uh, yeah. we're one day better at, being able to function without that in the event that that does drop off. So it's like, um, whether it's growing food or preserving food or, uh, it, working on your own, um, uh, pipes or your house or, or anything, every, every step that you take in that direction is just becoming more comfortable with being able to do it yourself. And I think mm. that's a great place for all of us to always be moving towards. I have way more questions for Kate. Let's do it. So, Okay, it's just to to make sure that you uh, see where I'm coming from. Like, I think it's really cool that you were just getting into canning. And I, I want to ask you some questions because most of the people I talk to are really afraid of it. And I think it's yeah. really, really cool that you just made soup and canned it. It's like really, really cool. <laughs> I don't love tomatoes. So it was just for him. Yeah, right? well, that's the thing. So I'm pretty yeah. fearless about it. Yes. We grew these... I don't have to eat it much. We like, I ain't going to eat this. I don't purpose care. that were specifically for sauce. Uh, yeah, yeah. Them for like, sauce. like Roma type, like the like longer ones. Yeah, the longer, San, yeah. San Marzano. Marzano. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Somewhere. Those are supposed to be good for sauce. It's amazing. There's there's like five seeds in each one and it's just mm. flesh. Oh wow! And the yeah, skin just comes right off. It was amazing. comes off. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's what I want to do next year. Do it. Yeah, yeah. they're nice. I attempted some seed saving too. We'll see how that goes. I cool. think that's why my perception of the garden this year was that whoa, we did so much more than last year. And Kate kind of put it into perspective for me. She's like, well, we can look at it that way from this fruit, this vegetable, but all of this didn't work, and this, no, day, you know, got no broccoli. Oh my god! Oh, I didn't cauliflower get any looks either. like it's from another planet, or it might attack the cats i don't know <laughs> um, I, I didn't get cauliflower or broccoli this year either um yeah. i've stopped trying to grow brussels sprouts because that doesn't work and takes the whole i'm year. i'm like man it's 40 percent there I, I might get out of 12 brussels sprout plants i might get a meal yeah, yeah. it's i love we love them too so I it love sucks because they're really good i'm gonna yes. keep doing it until i get it right so for canning tomatoes how did you learn what to do did you look up a youtube video or a i blog watched post? about six or seven youtube videos um and just most of them were saying the same thing i just made sure i disinfected both parts i had new lids yeah. uh, new jars actually yeah. um yeah and then the lady did a spoon test on the top on the sound uh-huh and That's the one fun. that wasn't done was like so obvious yeah and then i took the ring off i lifted it up i made sure it, it was all suction cupped cool so i think we should be okay but I and just, then did you use a recipe from there to for how long that you left him in the canner yes i looked all that up too cool yeah. um, i don't remember the number but no i think it's like 25 minutes but i yeah. can't remember either i um, actually left them in a little long because yeah. i sort of lost track of time being and with off. tomato sauce that's <laughs> not bad because like not long bad. cooking for that stuff's good anyway there's certain things stuff. you don't want to do that with like if you're making pickles then they get squishy if you leave yeah. them too long i've done that before and it sucked i started easy i figured sauce was literally the easiest thing 
It is. It's because it's like already hot because you're cooking it and just put it in there. Um, pickles. That's another thing I didn't say. That can get is high acidic because you're putting vinegar in it. So those are yeah. fine for the water bath canner. Okay. And that's also a good place to start. Um, like if you have a lot of them, I should make her a bunch for Christmas. Yeah, I'll eat. I'll start. That's the thing about the garden. It, I, I'm more attracted to eating fruits and vegetables when we have produced them. Oh, totally. Like that's yes. what for our kids too. completely different yeah. worlds, man. Yeah. I still can't, we still can't get our son to eat much out of anything out of it. No, I, he takes a lot of pride in helping you. He loves it. He know he can look at any herb and tell you what it is. He knows. I love the videos that you've posted of him. He's so <laughs> cute. I, I cannot wait for our two, our almost two year old to be to that age where he'll repeat anything I ask him to say yes. in a cute little voice. <laughs> so it's awesome. Great. Yeah. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Native species. Oh, that was my favorite part. Yeah, species. Species, species. species. <laughs> species. Don't mind yeah. me. I'm just saving the planet. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah, the food that you produce yourself takes on a new flavor to me. Yeah. It's not just flavor, texture. It's I, I get so much more out of it. Like to the point where, like, when I eat, uh, like, when I had our first potato this year, I was like what the hell have we been eating for the last few months? You know, like, like we're, have I had a potato in, in six months, you know, yeah. because it's like, this is so good. This is, Oh, I love this. Whereas normally I, I don't really care if there's potatoes on my plate or not, you know, oh. it's like with the exception of mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, it's, uh, oh, you know, fry guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I could, I could, I love on the potatoes. home fries. Like she loves the potatoes. Yeah. The yeah. My sister then, hates potatoes. Chips. She can't eat them. She hates all of them. We think she's from another planet. That's weird. Well, she should try some that she grew herself <laughs> because when <laughs> I eat those ones I ate that we grew ourselves, I'm just like, this is my favorite food. It no, goes from, from one that I can pass I didn't on like to. before even, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. Awesome. Same like thing with tomatoes. Sometimes I tell them it's from our garden. Oh, it's from our garden. I'm like, yeah. Sure. I don't like carrots we, until we grow. We grew you know? mango. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm getting, you're mango. making me too smart with it though. So yeah. eventually I'm going to start catching on that we don't grow <laughs> fucking star, star fruit or anything. <laughs> I, I am open to some experiments like that. This could be psychosomatic that I, I like it better because I believe that I put all the work and it came from my soil and my, and, and whatnot. But I honestly, I think it's because it's fresher and it's because a a lot of the food that we get has been trucked here from very far away. Yeah. And in order for it to still be sellable when it gets to us, it needs to be picked before it's actually ripe. It's picked before it's ripe. It's maybe coated in some wax or something. So here we get to wait until it's literally ready to go and then pick it and eat it that day. You know, like our tomatoes, it's, it's been really dry and hot here still. And it's usually pouring rain all of September. So this is very different for us. So I'm waiting, but I'm about to pick all the green tomatoes off of our vines and they'll still ripen like on your counter. You can put them in a brown paper bag or in a box and, and no they'll still tomatoes. don't tell me that. I don't want still to turn red. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got tomatoes coming out of our yeah. ears. It's but, awesome. but you know what? what? Like, it's too late. I got to be done with the tomatoes. And if now you, you have said a that. freezer space, uh, you can just throw the red tomatoes into a Ziploc bag and throw them in your freezer. Skin peels after. Right? And yeah. And then when you get enough, then you can can them and the skin peels off when you, when you're thawing, which is That's um, awesome. helping you with the step. But then I've also heard of people making pickles with green tomatoes. So I think I might do that. I might, I'm going to try some fermented green tomatoes and then like maybe make like a Tom, like a green salsa kind of situation. Ooh. Um, and then I think I want to try to also make some, some canned 
vinegar pickles with green tomatoes. I'd uh, like to try yeah, one. Yeah, I'm thinking about pickled eggs. I'm, I'm thinking you we like can... pickled eggs. I mean, I wouldn't say no to one if it's in front of me. It's just they're never in front of me, you know. <laughs> that's I've never even had one. It's like that's literally I'm just, just like from most taverns. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm I'm with you, Andy. There, yeah, I just I don't. That's the thing. I like foods, but that I don't necessarily like go towards or choose. It's like I don't really care to eat until I absolutely have to. You're like a stranger to me. <laughs> That is oh, not sorry. my problem at all. The most uncomfortable chair. Oh, you want to switch? I feel like I'm way back, or I have to sit way <laughs> forward. And this. That's why I got this chair. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the best chair moves the microphone. I know. Oh, oh. This is why I sneak vegetables into your food. Like our. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the smoothies are the best idea. I mean, like we oh, made yeah. the popsicles and everything out of the smoothies. That's oh, a yeah. good way to get the kids on them. You For know? sure. Oh yeah, I, I just remembered that you you were not a vegetable guy pre- no. previous to recent times, right? Yeah, I'm still really not. Like yeah. I desperately try to be because I know it's right and I know it's gonna be healthy. It's gonna be beneficial to me. I know it because my body immediately reacts to better food, to better oh. consumption. Oh, okay. You know, I, it's very obvious to me. But yet, I don't know. I, yeah, I've never enjoyed it, no matter how much I. You know, it's weird too because I preach the whole fractal thing, and you know, whatever you repeat will continue, and all that. And you can change your perception that way. Yet, I try with vegetables, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> well, you know, I've heard some convincing arguments before from people saying that we're not supposed to be eating vegetables, and that we're 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 carnivores, and that yeah. that vegetables is is part of what's screwing up our diet, and um, you know, our bathroom habits, and all kinds of things like that. I, oh, I think man. that that's that interesting. Individuals, because... I think people are different, and that no, there's no one perfect diet. But I think there's some people that don't do well with vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So interesting because, like, first of all, you isn't it intriguing that you got two extremes saying that the opposite is bad for you? Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. So yeah. it's like you've gone from like vegan to like mostly plant-based and you'll, you'll have eggs sometimes, but that's like pretty much as far as you go. But it's like, it's obvious that that's like just two polar opposites. So the middle finding your own balance is a good thing, but also it's, it's like, we're all on different frequencies. We all have our own frequencies. So I bet that plays into it as well. Like sure. everything's going to vibrate a little bit differently for us than even the person right next to us sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to ask if Kate was still on the break from from meats. Oh, mostly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't. Yeah, I haven't eaten any meat. I have no. I broke down and got a thing of parmesan cheese. <laughs> thinking it was going to be the greatest thing I've eaten and it tasted like nothing and I went back and got my little nutritional yeast and put it on top I'm like there yeah, that tastes right now is there, is there <laughs> any chance was that uh did it taste more like sawdust was it the sawdust um no 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 what not we the call shaky the freshly smell it a mile away was delicious I smelt it I was just like I miss you and I tried it and it was just like instead of just getting some b vitamins and protein from the nutritional yeast I'm like, hey, yeah. i'm just gonna keep doing that yeah when i the more i dig like i i think like looking at what humans are thought to have eaten throughout history is a real indicator and the one thing we can all agree on is that 
processed food is not on the list yeah. of things that yeah, they were eating. Yeah, that's the main thing. Historically. <laughs> so whether you eat mostly animals or mostly plants or somewhere in the middle, if you're not eating processed store-bought food with additives in it, then you're better off. How, yeah, how far back does um, does grain, milling grain and, and, and baking? A really long time. Really long time. I don't that, know. Because that's know like that. realistically, that is a processed food. It like is. Flour. Well, and I mean, so is canning. Canning is an industrial process too, but oh. that's been d- done for a couple hundred years now. But the mm-hmm. the um, the wheat has changed. The way we grow it, the hybridized, the glyphosate, the way we mill it, and the ma- amount of time that it's um, you know waiting after we mill it till when we make something with it. And then everything that's added into it, like even when you go to buy regular flour at the store, half the time it's like fortified with other vitamins and shit that they're putting. Right. In. And if you like ever why did you do that to the flour? Is, like, yeah. just give me Let's, the flour. They did that because they took the whole wheat germ, they took the outside of it off and processed it so there's no nutrients in it. And then they <laughs> added some back that they that are man-made. That's enriched. Calling it good. Yep enriched flour you see that on most most flour you buy is enriched with vitamins and then the processes for things like cereal when it goes through an extruder at an extremely high heat that changes the 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 grain as well as makes it carcinogenic they say so um like things like cereals and stuff like that are not as good for you as like uh sourdough bread right Mm -hmm. um so we just ordered a a grain mill because i'm digging into this like crazy that's awesome like a a tabletop uh stone mill you know an electric (laughs) one so we'll we have like wheat berries now and i'm waiting for my mill to come in the mail so i could start to uh, like mill my own wheat before i bake bread and then i seriously if you're really up for it i would will definitely mail you a loaf of like I can trust that's real. When I go to a bakery, yeah. they're like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, no, yeah. I don't want your. Yeah. A sourdough. That's a process, not a flavor. Cause that's, yes. that's the deal. Yeah. And that was my confusion. Anyone. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. trust you. We trust what you would send us. If so we'll gladly. Sourdough yeah. doesn't upset me gluten wise. Yeah. Be <laughs> my so life happy. is going to change. Right. Yeah. I'm because gonna be- you- Sourdough. You, know, you can cook, so you would be able to yeah. pick it up in no time. And she like, still cries at, at the I, loss of bread. You know, can oh, you make so sourdough awful. pretzels? Yes, yes, you can. I've done that before. <laughs> you, you can make sourdough like everything. I've done everything. bagels, pretzels, yeah. tortillas, yeah. Um, pancakes, and waffles. I've done you know regular bread. Um, Is there anything that you think you couldn't make? No. Sourdough wise? Ham. <laughs> ham. Yes. <laughs> any, any bread any bread product? Ah. No. Anything that Check would me. normally have wheat, you can soak your wheat, wheat first and that becomes a fermented wheat. And then you can, you can use that. And when you're fermenting it, it's breaking down the gluten, which is the protein and that makes it more digestible. And so, um, and a lot of times people, I think people that, um, use real whole wheat berries ground up instead of the processed flour also have an easier time digesting it and taking it in a more natural form. But that's, yeah, that's my next step next. is pasta. I mean, he, he a pasta, he's the pasta master. He's a noodle. Pastafarian. The king of the noodle. Nest. Pastafarian. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I used to, I used to go by that title. Yeah. Yes. Years ago. So I, I like pasta far man, but I, yeah. I'm going to make it. Sa- I want to make sourdough pasta. So I'm like going to work Whoa. on the dough. 
And then you've got to tell me if the dough's the right texture to run through your machine. And then we're going to make a shitload of sourdough pasta that we can freeze so that it's like on hand. Cause I haven't fed the baby anything that's not sourdough. I haven't fed him any other wheat stuff that's not mine mm-hmm. and i really uh, want them to have noodles because it's cute when babies have spaghetti and they get all oh this. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's awesome i just um found some videos about people making flour out of the sunflower stalks oh cool and we have only one big one a few decent sized ones but i'm gonna i'm gonna try it at least with the big one and just yeah. see how that goes and in the future when we have the land i want to grow my own oats yeah. Oh, fun, yeah. Oat flour and chickpeas for chickpea flour yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and if then I can't the... have sourdough, and if I can, then right. And wheat. even then, with the other <laughs> grains, grains that are soaked, sprouted, or fermented are easier to digest, and the yeah. nutrients are more available. So that's mm-hmm. like the way that ancient cultures used to prepare their food was mm-hmm. planning ahead more than we do today. You know, we we want oatmeal; it's like instant oatmeal. But like they would be like soaking the grains from the night before in some kind of acidic medium like buttermilk or yogurt or kefir and then like fermenting that and then you make your oatmeal the next day. And it's really good. And then if if there's people who are sensitive to grain or have stomach aches from that kind of stuff, it usually is better doing it that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That could be your answer. That'd be great. I want to get into all of this stuff more. It's just hard with this smaller house in this little our kitchen oh yeah yeah the oh, yeah. worse it's like yeah. i never have the space to create the way i think i can or just yeah. try stuff i love trying stuff ever since i was a little kid i'd be in the kitchen making concoctions just adding yeah. stuff and seeing how it goes and You're like an alchemist i am <laughs> maybe in a past life i don't know yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the thing about a lot of this kind of stuff when you take it on yourself it becomes uh i want to say like more than a hobby you know it starts becoming like like a lifestyle because like for for you know like the sourdough that we're talking about it's not something you can do and then set down for a couple months and then come back to you know it's like something that you got to keep working at all the time i mean it's still it still could be bracketed like a hobby but it's like it's a hobby that in order to keep a hobby you got to you've got to stay on it. Yeah. You, you can't tend to it every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or like a garden too. You know, it's like, you can, you can be a hobby gardener, but there are certain months where you're, you, you have to do something, maybe not even daily, but you know, you have a, a two or a three day cycle that you have to be on. And At if most. you, if you, if you just don't feel like it for a couple of weeks, you walk back out and everything Oh, well, really went, with like away. with sourdough or with anything else, when you're trying to learn it, you have to keep doing things repeatedly close together in time. And that's when it'll, you'll develop a habit and you'll a memory of it so that you can like, it's not fun to have to read a recipe every time you talked about that last time, Kate, that you really like to kind of wing it in the kitchen, right. And, and be yeah. creative. It's like, same with me. And so sourdough baking has always felt like there's too many rules. So I've never enjoyed it the same way as I do cooking, mm-hmm. but with the sourdough, now that I've done it enough times, I understand how to read the dough. I don't have to watch the clock or the recipe. I can yeah. tell if it needs more water or more flour. I can tell if it's fermented enough. I can tell when That'll it's time good. to shape it, you know, all those things. And that only came from me making, you know, at every day for what, two months, I think I did. And then I continue to do it once a week after that. And, and now I feel like I'm really confident with it. So it's not, it's not a burden to do it. It's just part of the kitchen routine. I really enjoyed when you were doing it every day though. That was kind of <laughs> rad. Yeah. There was warm, a lot of warm bread every day. Oh, <laughs> the, good. the history yeah. nerd side of me 
<laughs> always feels like the the more we take on ourselves, the more we get a little bit of a glimpse of just how different every day for the ancients, for people in antiquity, it really was. Yeah. It was like, and you and from there, and it's an entirely different conversation, but you can kind of justify a lot of the cultural beliefs and it's very and it's an interesting experience because it's like you're all of life in the modern world would have to vanish yes. for like once you start to realize all that's involved with all the things that you'd want and need in your life to be doing that all yourself really every bit of it if the bad thing were to happen right if the larping ends and the real shit yeah. begins like yeah there would be no like netflix and chill really anymore you know you realize oh. how different life was just yeah. on a, you you realize how much level Everything you would do would be for your life. Yeah. yeah. Like, like everything would be, there wouldn't be entertainment. I mean, and maybe you would find, find moments of entertainment and yeah, joy and, so. and, and things like that. I mean, they were, there would, but it would be fleeting and you would take it where you can. Whereas like you're, what you wake up, you don't, you don't go, what would I like to do today? You, you wake up and you <laughs> do what you need to do. And it, it's like, like I was saying with a garden, there's like a, a one, two, three weekly, daily, you know, like cycles that you get in. There would be bigger ones for a year in order to live well. You would have big ones that go over a year because you would have your preserving food. You would have things that you need to do in the winter time. You have throughout the summer while you're busy with your food, you would need to be stockpiling wood so that you would be able to keep a fire going to keep yourself warm. And then in the winter time, you're also you're tending a fire, you know, you're doing, you're, you're doing all of these things. I mean, I, I love thinking about that, Andy, like just the, like, what would life have been like that far back? Yeah. I can what, tell you. And, and how that led up to where we're at today. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if she hit the fan, once our hundred pounds of wheat berries ran out, we would not be like making bread anymore. Mm -hmm. Like right. growing wheat and harvesting wheat is such a lengthy process for such a small reward that we've never larked and we've never played that before mm. so we would be growing grass and feeding an animal and eating the shit out of that and, and like figuring <laughs> out how to harvest salt so that we could salt cure and we, once we have our oh our yeah, grain yeah. Mill, we'd be hanging on to that to figure out how we can attach a, tr a crank to it <laughs> if we ever get to where we're growing wheat and we get to where we're separating the wheat to get to where we could grind it to try and make that bread that we yeah, remember from the tabletop LARPing right now. So I had like uh, my first experience trying to save dried beans this year. And so we grew green beans for eating fresh eating, right. Or like sauteing and stir fry. And then I fermented some into like green bean, dilly bean pickles. Those are good. Um, but then they got away from us and they got big. And so, and then I let them dry on the, on the vine and then I picked them all and I was like painstakingly like prying them open to get these dried beans out. And then I went online. I was like, this is a better way. And I was like, oh, they call it threshing or thrashing. And I was like, I've heard that term before. It's and you're like, at least listen to Metallica. And I was like, I, I know. This. I get this. Like, yeah. So then I throw this. I never listened to Metallica. That's that's horrible <laughs> shit. I was like, Venom is what I was thinking of for some reason. Then anyway, I put the beans into just a paper bag. I'm going to use a pillowcase next time because the paper bag broke. But then you just like smash them. And then the pods like all break down. And then in the bottom is just all the beans. And you just have to separate the 
broken pods out. So I'm like, there's all these like more efficient ways of doing things you would find. But even yeah. with that, this whole, it was like, a, they're, what are those six foot by 10 foot? I think um, are cattle panels and there's, we have two next oh, to yeah, each other. The cattle so panels. it'd be six feet by like 10 feet of, yeah. of beans. And I, I mean, I got two quart jars full of dried beans and that was it. So oh, it's wow. like, wow. If you think you're stockpiling a 50 pan, 50 pound bag of dried beans here for a just in case situation, you're like to produce that same thing would take so much effort. Like it's, it'll it's, like take you all year yeah. to get that 50 pound bag. You know, I mean, you like you, you like need to be thinking. Yeah. And it's super cheap. Yeah. It's really, mm. really cheap. You need to be thinking all year about how you're going to get a 50 pound bag of beans. Yeah. While you're thinking about every other aspect of your life. I mean, if we're still <laughs> talking that, that what it was like in antiquity. And, well, well, yeah, go ahead, Danny. Oh, I was just going to say, I think this is where the intentional communities would come in. I mean, I know that that's more of a modern term in itself. It's like just the way that things used to be, you know, smaller communities Tribes, for the most part, yeah. you know. For sure. Those yeah, because uh, if you have a small community or whatever, and you got someone who's good at growing beans, and then they spend all year just growing beans to where they can get several 50 pound bags of beans. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that can be enough for your whole community. As long as everybody else is stepping in and doing other things to help that person who didn't have time to stockpile wood to keep himself right. warm over the winter. Cause he was busy getting your beans. Well, even Everybody's like a puzzle piece, right? Yeah. Exactly. But you know, even like not that long ago, 70, 70 years ago, people mm-hmm. would come together for harvest parties. And I know they still are doing this in certain places. Um, I had a couple attend one of my workshops online. They have a podcast too called fabled remedies and Ooh, they cool. are like live in Appalachia or Appalachia or however you say it yeah. um, when, when you're not from the Northwest. Um, but they live like in a, a family home similar to us. That was, I think their grandparents, the husband's grandpas. And they were telling me about this thing that they have in their town. That's called a cannery. And I was like, what is that? And it's like this big giant warehouse. And you go with your produce and they have gigantic like kettle kettles for canning, like pressure canners and water bath canners. And you bring your, your jars and your stuff and they have these big places to cook it all down and fill it. And then they'll lower it down, like with hydraulic, like lift thing into these giant canners. So you can process like hundreds of cans at a time. And this is like a community. Cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. And why don't we have those everywhere anymore? And why have I never even heard of it here? Well, for one thing, yeah, because nobody's growing their own food Yeah, or so few people are growing their own food that like just to sustain that you need to be in an area where enough people are growing their own food. And then two people who do grow their own food, a lot of the time, don't think about preserving it. They're just growing, you know, for, for the summer, you know, as a, as a hobby, you know, whatever. Um, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I could probably think of more reasons. He just, he took, he told me like, Oh, uh, like, like I would know what it was already. He's like, well, you'd go to the cannery. And I was like, the what now? And the who and the what now? <laughs> and then he later, they, they took a bunch of their apples there and he sent me pictures and it was, it was so amazing. And it's just Dude, like, I, I don't, I, don't I think it was a, you know, a few bucks or whatever, not, not much money at all. Wow. Um, but I mean, things like that just don't happen today. And even like when we think about what your grandpa was doing here and the community that, you know, they would come together when it was hay baling time or whatever. Silage filling is the big thing. The silage filling. Yeah. And, and we just don't have that. We don't have as large of families as we used to have, like not as many hands to to do things. As I was a kid, it used to be, I mean, we'd have, we'd have all the family would meet here at this house that we live in now. Uh, 
right after picking all the beans because then everyone would just that would be like kids are playing and the adults sit around the table and they're all breaking and, and pulling Snapping the threads beans. out of the beans and you know throwing them in cans while it's running Again, it's kids aren't allowed in the kitchen because it's hot in there you know with the hot water and the and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. we did stuff like that all the time you know like if, i say all the time but i mean like a few times a year yeah. and uh and within that, I kind of remember that other people would bring their beans, you know, so it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't just what was grown here on the farm, but everyone's little, little patches, which is kind of starts sounding like that cannery idea. Yeah. That cannery idea is like mind blowing to me. Like mm-hmm. it gives me yeah. goosebumps thinking about that. Totally. That's why you get a good group of people together to buy a ton of land and build some structures on there, mm-hmm. you know, some infrastructure as well. You know, maybe a group can afford something like that, put a cannery on there, put a bunch of different things. I mean, you look in all the different categories of self-sustainability. You got these, you know, if you put some money into it, there's some some great stuff out there that you mm-hmm. can really utilize. It's like we just made a big investment. We just bought, we haven't even unboxed it yet. Um, we bought a uh, barrel plucker for for when we process chickens that defeathers oh, wow. the chickens. <laughs> and that's an expensive piece of equipment. Um we we decided we were ready to to do it, but uh, man, it would be amazing if we had uh, a dozen friends in the area who also all had chickens. Right, that we might we might need to do twenty or thirty in a day collectively, and then we could all have this one piece of machinery that we all we all we focus all share around. a plucker. But we didn't know anybody with a plucker, <laughs> and we processed four times now with by plucking by hand and it takes so long and we do quite a few we've done up to 20 at a time and we have other friends who do one or two at a time and if we all if we if we make this available to them for a small fee you know like we can have chicken parties at our place where, <laughs> right. where people bring it and you know they just you know help help us pay for the cost of the machine yeah i think i that was something we did this summer since we talked to you guys last as we got we got meat bird chicks and grew them into they were food sized and then processed them so yeah. that was uh that was pretty rad we just had That's our first step. first roast chicken from our meat birds uh, yeah. the other day and it was so much better than store-bought chicken the, i might have seen a picture to, or something to, to harken back to what we were saying about the potatoes or the tomatoes tasting unlike anything else once you've grown it yourself the chicken that we've been eating since we've been doing it ourselves is it's unlike anything i've ever eaten it's yeah. so much better i i did not realize until after a while after after eating this stuff that it was like you know i didn't like chicken for years i kind of did when i was a kid i didn't not eat chicken or whatever but it wasn't what i was going to order off the menu you know or anything like that and i I don't know chicken is just wasn't my thing but then i eat ours and i'm just like this is the best food i've ever eaten Mm -hmm. and then the broth from it was some of the best the broth oh everything about it that reminds me of like game game meat like you know Mm -hmm. you have venison or or anything like that it's a different world it's like okay this is what meat's supposed to taste like yeah (laughs) right right? it is so different yeah or even grass-fed beef uh compared to like conventional store-bought beef Mm -hmm. oh the feedlot beef that you get at i don't know walmart or whatever (laughs) Like that's not even, that's not even food. I don't think, <laughs> you know, no, and the, not, and the, sad. and the terrible farming practices that go into that. Um, I mean, like, I don't blame you at all for being vegetarian, <laughs> Kate. Like I, I, I dislike a lot of things about PETA, but one thing they get right yeah. is those videos of those places 
that yeah. turn people's stomachs and they turn people's stomachs for a reason because I, I mean, because of what they are. And that is, Oh my goodness. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be more against that kind of farming practices. I think that's what gets me upset with some people like you guys know you've done it. You've processed your own meat. If it doesn't, you know, bother you, then that's great for you. But the people who are like, I can't even look at it or else I'll never eat meat again. It's like, you, you should be looking at it. Exactly. If it's so bad you can't see it, then yeah. why are you doing it? And mm-hmm. that's where it's like, if you're going to do it and you're fine with it, that's for you. That's a hot, well, yeah. And, and here's the reality I, I believe is a reality of right now is that most people, most people couldn't stand to look at where their food comes from in, oh, in the meat yeah. sense, uh, in the meat world. Most people, mm-hmm. I think, t- really disassociate that it's even an animal. Yeah. And then they couldn't possibly, so they disassociate that and they could never bring in and eat in good conscious what what PETA shows you in those videos. Mm-hmm. Those, those feedlot. Meet your meat videos. Those meet your Forks. meat videos. Yeah. Um, and it's more than just our food too. It's just products in general, like the the beaver like ball sack glands, beaver anal glands, glands and yes. shit like that. Yeah, vanilla flavoring or strawberry flavoring. Or something yeah, like that. vanilla flavoring. And, yeah, like and well, a bunch of those artificial flavorings have have uh, beaver anal gland in it. Yeah, be- uh, bugs of different types. Yeah, uh, anything red is going to be the a certain beetle. Beetle. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Whatever it's called. Yeah. It's that's then, an interesting subject to me too. Is uh, ingredients listed on packages? Hmm. How many of those ingredients have a dozen other ingredients? Yeah. that aren't yeah. listed yeah how do like, they actually natural flavoring i don't touch it no yeah. natural and artificial flavoring yeah. anything under the world yeah or bioengineered oh or yeah that, yeah so. she's got i, I guarantee you those those couple stuff. words yeah. have a have a long list of ingredients that go into those those couple words artificial flavoring natural flavoring you know s- stabilizers you might see that as an ingredient like what what are these things <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, the, I mean, growing our own chicken and seeing how that was treated, it's like and I, I remembering seeing that meet your meat video when I was a kid and those chickens all stacked on top of each other in those little oh, cages. It's, it's heartbreaking. Like so different. We put them in a chicken chicken tractor, which is just a coop that you can move each day. So they're never on the same patch of grass two days in a row. And then they're getting fresh grass and bugs. They have sunlight, fresh air. They're not crowded. We had probably three times as much room as what's recommended. At least three times. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and they just got to move every day. And they, they, but they were a weird breed that, that's specifically for meat. So they grow really fast and their mm-hmm. feathers don't grow as quickly and they mm-hmm. get really huge tits. So they were like, just <laughs> they look like um, Hummers or what is that what I want to say? Yeah. Hummers. Yeah. Like a car, Hummer? those cars, with oh, the really the Hummer? Yeah, wide the- base. <laughs> you know, like that, or like they should have be on a hover round with a bag of McDonald's. That's what I kept thinking. <laughs> I have a, a family member that grew those chickens or raised them, but they never got around to processing them they kept them and they kept them for years and they look like tires (laughs) they survived they are alive and they've been alive forever he's like i can't do it now (laughs) no (laughs) it wouldn't even taste good anymore it's like no right yeah so yeah they were just like short and round so wide walk (laughs) a long time he's like yeah we just never got to those two and then it was too late and it's like well let's just did he name that's, them? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. That's yeah, so that's part so of his uh, egg chickens. Because we slaughtered it six and a half weeks. 
Yeah. The, yeah. From they were six so young to six and a half weeks. And to compare, we had a, a laying hen chicks hatch a week before them. And it was like the meat bird chickens were bigger than them. Like when they were like two weeks old. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so wow. to keep that in perspective. So the, the layers were, were older. We processed the, the meat birds at six and a half weeks. Yep. And then another month and a half later, we processed the roosters out of those out of those layers that we that we hatched. So they were older by a few weeks, and then they stayed alive by a couple months. And like six or eight weeks. Yeah. They're what half the size? If that did you see what I had thawing upstairs when you, you cleaned the kitchen when I wasn't here? Yeah. I have uh one of the roosters we just processed. I have thawing. I'm gonna cook it in the slow cooker and pick the meat off for dog food and then make broth with it. That's the plan. And then next to that, I have two chicken breasts that are thawing from the meat birds uh, to make curry tomorrow. And they're in this, con- this container, you know, together to thaw. And the two breasts from the meat bird are bigger than the whole freaking rooster wow. that's next to it. These that's, so that's what's how the big rooster? Like, do you eat rooster? Like, is that... Yeah. Okay, because like I mean, rooster, obviously you can eat it, but like but it's you like, never see it at the store specifically. No, it's right? popular in Asian countries. They call it's, it capon. Capon. Um, is it different? Is it like Chinese. gamier? It's it's tougher. The meat's okay. tougher. Um, the muscle structure is different, and it's um, not the flavor is not really different. It's just really tough. So you oh, could okay. you use it for stewing birds. So if you're going to gotcha. make like. Um, if you're going to make soup with it is a good one. Um, mm-hmm. but you, also you want to take them really young. Cause we've processed our older roosters before and they were so, so tough Yeah. that all I could do is make, I soup. couldn't eat, we didn't eat the meat at all. We just made broth with it and it was yeah. really good broth. Um, <laughs> this time, um, I'm hoping that we can make soup from some of the meat too, but I'm going to find out tomorrow. Cool. Uh, but if not, yeah, broth, broth is, I mean, it's really, it's really excellent broth. We used Everything, to sell them yeah, to a, a Vietnamese friend who would buy them. Have all that chicken. I know. Yeah, we have... need to find a couple like you guys near beans. us, you know, or like, yeah, this intentional yeah, community, man, that we're, <laughs> sure. we're trying Craigslist. to grow. Yeah, try you to can... find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to this, this is my better Craigslist, this network that we have, <laughs> all of us. No, no, no. I, I, I jumped the gun with my Craigslist there. What I meant to say is <laughs> Rock you could look for birds to get, there might be a farmer within distance of you that would They're sell you obvious. like one or two birds at a time, you know, yeah. like one or two processed animals, uh, mm-hmm. uh, ready to go in your freezer. Same with, uh, with, um, like beef or pork, you know, if yeah. you can, if you can find someone who's like a local grass fed farmer and then again, through Craigslist, you could like put something out there saying, Hey, look, I'm looking to, to buy, to go in on a half a cow with someone. I can't, afford the space for a whole half a cow you might be able to find two people to go in with and then get right. you know a portion of that so that you could be getting really good beef really yeah. good chicken really good pork and usually, not have if to you if you find the farmer that you usually they'll help you hook, hook you up with somebody else who wants a small amount mm-hmm. um like we get a half a cow at a time because we have the freezer space and that lasts our family about a year um oh, that's cool but um, if we couldn't, I think they do quarter. They, I think they might do quarters or maybe you, you have to go in with a friend on a quarter, but, um, <laughs> we know, so we know the farm and they like they're grass fed and it's like really good beef. We just, I accidentally thought, a a rib roast. Cause I was like, well, oh yeah, that sounds good roast. And then I was like, oh, this is like a prime rib. This is like a Christmas roast. And it was oh, like a whoops. Tuesday or whatever. I'm like, oh, well. okay, we're having really good ass like ribeye. We, we had some great. What's the occasion? Eye. It was so good. <laughs> 
that was really really good <laughs> yeah um so for next year like are you guys going to change your bedding beds uh set up or anything like that in your garden or we got to fix them because a lot of them broke um <laughs> not a lot right just yeah. just the one right kind of all of them well bit. so here's the problem so if you look at our setup in the pictures you can plainly see we use like those little corner lego looking concrete blocks as like our corners mm -hmm. to hold the wood in oh yeah yeah but we you know we went totally cheap on all of it you know we built that garden was not that expensive when it really comes down to it mm -hmm. and we didn't use like the full inch thick wood to really fit snugly into those perfect concrete mm -hmm. openings and then we put it on small rocks which are going to shift well no the rocks went around i think we had no yeah we already had the beds in before we put the rocks down but but the kicker was that we also didn't put any rebar through the middle because those concrete blocks have the holes and what's slide. really can can totally solidify the project by just using that rebar we just never bought it yeah. right. we're like no nah, it'll be fine for now we'll just we'll take care of that later down the road that's something that's a whole point about growing your own food and doing all this DIY stuff. It's the whole save it for later crap, the procrastination. <laughs> it, you know, if you have that tendency, it's going to get like bore out of you after a while. Like it's going to be destroyed because you can't like we were out in the garden every day, every day, and every single day. I had thrown my back out for a few days and Andy was just watering the garden, Yeah, but he didn't know to look for all those bugs and the yeah, first signs yeah. of them. Yeah. Then you told me, and I was like, oh, sure, okay. And I started finding them everywhere. I'm like, oh, and then and like, here's one. Oh, in a two, matter of, yeah. three, 400, four, uh, 5,000. Oh, yeah. every leaf has the eggs. And yeah, we that's when we lost everything when I couldn't get out there for just a week in our little tiny. Wow. Yeah. I, there were so many moments this year where, because I was much more invested with everything Kate was teaching me and everything this year. Than I was the previous year. I was excited about it the first year, but this time I was really invested. So I felt a lot of the loss and I felt a lot of the frustration. I was like, about these borers or whatever. I'm just like, how do people grow squash then? What the hell? And we don't have the land. Well, for like I know. Crops I know. I know. Like that. So we don't use any. We're not going to be spraying. But there was just, that. there was yeah, so yeah. many. Yeah, exactly. There was so many times where the answer from you was like, they use chemicals. I'm like, ah, fuck. Right. Like, and that's size space. Yeah, that's that. usually, I mean, if, if we're all working nine to fives, we got to have chemicals if we're growing food. Like yeah. it's, you know, like realistically, I think it comes down to that. If we're, if we're looking back at that ancient past again, uh, it's because this is what we did all day, every day. Yeah. So we were looking at everything all day, every day, and we would see all the bugs and we would be able to remove all the bugs. And it wasn't, it wasn't an overwhelming task of like, I'm racing home from work in order to get a certain amount of work done at home before I have dinner, before I can get <laughs> a little bit more in before I put the kid to sleep. And then it's dark out. So I'm done. Not to mention I'm exhausted. So I'm just done. <laughs> Uh, you and know, add some podcasting into that, and, and yeah, and somewhere you got to find a Free time podcast to do a podcast and night. And yeah. um, it, where, whereas in the ancient past, we didn't have podcasting to slow us down. No, <laughs> maybe they uh, did. Maybe they had some form. They had rock casting. <laughs> they just talked to rocks. They just no. threw rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> rock casting, <Yeah>. yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that like the whole day was dedicated. Like I said, it was everything is for for your life. 
spending time in your garden was for your life. Making sure that those bugs weren't there was for your life. You know, mm-hmm. like you, it was, that was your job. Kate, you said trap crops. Is that what you mean? Do you mean, um, when you just like leave a certain plant there to attract the bugs? Yeah. I tried to, um, I tried to within every bed have stuff that's going to repel certain bugs if, if, if it's an option. Uh-huh. Um, and then other ones that the bugs are going to love so much more that they're not going to care. Okay. Um, there's a, a certain gourd, like a blue something pumpkin. And if you plant that, you're never going to see a squash bug again, because they're only going to want that. You're never going to get one of those pumpkins because they're going to be destroyed, but the rest of your squash will be better off. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I never, I mean, I didn't, I've never really even looked into different, but I know what an aphid is called and I just call everything I see aphids. <laughs> when you lift up the squash leaves, it's perfect rows of these copper. Oh, okay. Eggs. Yeah, and when I've they hatch, that. they eat the leaf and then once your leaves are all gone and then you can't and then the borers will vine go right into the root oh whoa so i cover them all as they're growing with foil and then you can sort of see it happening and you can catch them or when they're a grub before the grub eats Uh you pull it out and then your plant's fine most of the time i saved one of the zucchinis but the eggs the little copper eggs eggs, with the beetles the the, the, those things like squash bugs apologies okay so they were like triangles, weren't they, or something? No, they're perfect little ovals. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's absolutely beautiful what they do. They are, pers- it's so it's, yeah, it is mathematical. Amazing. Yeah, but if you get, they have these little um, uh, it's like welding. Like what is it called? Oh, soldering iron. Like sort soldering. of, but it's like yeah. fire. A little, yeah. not a lighter, but a little stronger. Uh-huh. Like a torch. And you just, a yeah, Tesla, like a little torch. Yeah, a little Tesla yeah. coal. And you just pop them. They'll oh, all, okay. they'll mm. all die, or you just literally pop them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I got, uh, we play, I planted red Russian kale the first year we were here, like a big row of it. And it, I let it over winter and watched it go to seed so I could see what happened. And then it's like, Oh, neat. And then we took it out. And then the next year there was just red Russian kale growing everywhere. Cause the Holy seeds shit. were everywhere. What was the last <laughs> thing I did? Oh yeah. I just pulled another red Russian kale. Like, yeah. I, just d- a few I, d- I did not like it. Like it was, it was not my favorite green even to cook with i mean i tried a bunch of different things but i don't uh, and the chickens don't even care for it but what i have noticed is it always has a lot of aphids on it and my other stuff doesn't so i've just Mm -hmm. started leaving like one or two in each bed and just ignoring them and then the aphids go to that and it doesn't seem to affect the plant either it just like wants to grow and make yeah we go chemical free yeah we try to do whatever we can like the little butterflies little white butterflies that are going to broccoli yep your broccoli and everything and that's like you get a, a picture you know, of the female and string it up, laminate it, string it up. They're territorial. So that's they what won't I just heard. Yeah, my aunt from Montana was yeah. talking about We didn't scared. do it. I said it a hundred times. And then yeah, I want to yeah, make some of those because we have a ton of those and I always have holes in my cabbage. I still use it anyway to make sauerkraut, yeah, but yeah. but it's like <laughs> uh I wanted to try that and just like put it on a little wire or something so it'll blow in the breeze over top of that's it. a good idea. So there's cool little idea. ways to sort of help it along. And if the bugs aren't eating your food, then I don't want to eat my food, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so true. Right? Because if it's sprayed with chemicals and they're not eating it, maybe that's an indicator that you shouldn't be either, for sure. Oh, yeah. we, got, we got one hell of a story to tell you. <laughs> so one morning, Kate goes out to water the carrots. Uh. <laughs> and bunnies just pour out of the soil. And I'm screaming because we had... <laughs> I never thinned my carrots, mm-hmm. so we lost a lot, but we got a lot. Yeah, amazing. yeah, we got a lot. So it was a jungle, and all of a sudden, it's like this 
furry brown baby just everywhere. Aww. And I'm screaming. And my neighbor comes out. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yes. Apparently, I'm afraid of small bunnies. <laughs> um, but we kept them there. They weren't, they never touched any of my food. They, yeah, that was we the have weirdest so much part. clover from Aww. not caring for our lawn. Well, yeah. or letting it be. Yeah, just just let it be it is be. right. Yeah. And they, yeah. they don't touch a single vegetable because the clover's there. That They don't care. They were living. Oh, how in interesting the is that? Yeah, we yeah. have so Both, many. They buddies. go for the tops of carrots yeah. anyway. They actually don't eat it like Bugs Bunny. It is, it's it's funny. The you know, bottom's not going to grow. Yeah. It is yeah. so deeply embedded in our culture that rabbits yeah. are the enemy yeah. of your garden. Yeah, that, yeah. You, you know, like right? we got Mr. McGregor and uh, Peter Rabbit. You know, like you got you got all these tales of like the bunnies. Like bunnies are bad for the farmer because bunnies burrow underground and eat all the carrots from underneath you know like that's like something that's like taught to us through picture books when we're children and i don't think there's a whole lot of reality behind that i mean i've seen them i've seen rabbits really take down some dandelions yeah but and it's cute because they get the stalk of it and then they like chew it down so the little flower bounces around oh yeah it looks like looks like a farmer with straw or cigarette (laughs) hanging out of their mouth with the flower on the end and then they're just like like, yeah, we had like, like 12 friends down. this summer. Yeah, we loved them. And we knew what time the mother would come to nurse. Aww. They only show up at night in the evening to nurse and they leave their babies. So they don't want any predators. So we would go inside and make sure that we weren't out at that time. So this little bunny Aww. family could just have a lovely life. And as soon as they moved out, we got a bunch of rubber snakes and we had no squirrels, no chipmunks, no bunnies. Yeah, that helped a lot. Just rubber, rubber snakes, snakes in every bed. We were having them around. We were having a problem with our tomatoes, though, so we had to put some chicken wire around the plants, yeah. just the first four feet, and then after that, nothing was touched because yeah. they were just like they were about to get ready to be picked, and we'd come out the next day and they'd be bitten in half. But yeah, we also we've got left some of them. That going on. Uh, we left them two or three plants because we planted twenty-two right. tomato yeah. plants. Like this is ridiculous. So we left some uncovered so yeah. they would just have something to eat because we're yeah. not going to eat it. Why not share it with? Our little, sure. our more of that sacrificial type thing you know yeah totally. i always try to make Absolutely. sure when i plant i plant more for you know for nature. Sure we're in we're suburbia gonna, right now too we're in the middle of yeah we can't we don't get, we can't that get chickens we yeah. legally yeah. cannot have chickens yeah that yeah, sucks unless we keep them in the house keep them in the basement <laughs> now it's, it's like i don't know trying to be part of andy's podcast it's gonna be it's gonna be something i talk to to a guy about soon that like knows a lot about like black's law and stuff like that. Cause I've never heard anybody talk about that kind of stuff in terms of like what they say we can and can't do with our own land and, We're not and things like that. We're yeah. The zones. And like, I wonder, I wonder how that plays into the whole, you know what I'm talking about where people are now like resisting arrest on a whole new level and getting yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want I'm trying to get to the bottom of that because I don't understand what's, what's, she, what's true and what's like she said we could fight it kind of programming no yeah or like mm-hmm. uh you know feeding us fake shit to get ourselves in deeper shit or something you know some of it's true some of it's false like people claiming to be a sovereign citizen it's like well those two words don't go together so you're right. full of shit yeah yeah <laughs> you know? so i need to get to the bottom of that and i'm gonna it's- ask him about like the zoning and you know what you can well, do with so, your own fucking land like so much of that too you know it's like you, you may be very well and right that there are not there's there's like a direct ordinance that says no chickens on your block that you're in in your county in your city in your state uh but has that ever been enforced is a question yeah, um, according you know? to our neighbor 
Cause I was telling him, I go, yeah, I want to get some chickens. He's like, good luck. You got to call the city. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's my land. I can yeah, have chickens. This is early. <laughs> and he said, yeah. those guys, two houses down, lost their chickens. And a few houses down over there, they had a duck and some chickens. Yeah. So it's being enforced. Yeah. Yeah. But that, is that, that because happened. you have a shit neighbor that's ratting these people out? Or is that because they're like likely yeah. yeah that's probably what it is because that's what happened to a uh, a place i lived at in a city uh, before i met you lanny uh where we had a few chickens and you know sure enough the police themselves showed up to to inform us that it wasn't okay and they you know had some stuff printed out to show and it was like so why are why is this your why are you here and they're like well because your neighbor's been calling 911 every day telling us that you have chickens that are making noise in your backyard and it's like okay okay yeah, <laughs> you it's know not like you're gonna have roosters or like us where because we hatched 19 uh eggs for our laying birds this year mm-hmm. and what did we get out of it 11 12 mm-hmm. 12 of those were roosters 12 oh man <laughs> So that's seven. That leaves us seven laying hens out of all of them. And so just before we slaughtered all those roosters, it was so fucking loud outside. Like in the morning, I mean, I know inside I can hear them too, but it, like in the morning and roosters, when they're just learning to crow, they sound so retarded. They're like, ah, <laughs> like, like you're strangling them while they're trying to crow. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> yeah. It's super funny sounding. And so there was just a bunch of the, all these like, uh, you know, pubescent uh, young roosters making horrible noises from outside. Uh, on, on, on the contrary to, to my chicken story in the city, um, we spoke with, uh, Shane Jones, um, of inquiries of our reality and he lives in Detroit. And I think he said he has chickens as well as he's aware that several of his neighbors have chickens because in the quiet of the morning, he can hear them all over the neighborhood. Oh, they're in a, he says that they're not allowed there. Yeah. They're like a few blocks from like the eight mile they're like in detroit and and it's like they, they, they've got um i think like a lot i think they got more chicks too and yeah and ducks mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. and but i think that has to do with like some broken um you know infrastructure of the of that of that territory and stuff too so well, and then not... yeah your neighbors if your neighbors are doing it too nobody's writing each other out there's not a problem yeah if everyone's right. cool with it, it and nobody's enforcing it who cares what the books say yeah you know one neighbor um, would be cool. The other one's rent. So we don't know who will be there. Yeah. yeah. This is just another reason why this is not yeah, our forever home. You so know? next sure. garden, there might not be one here. We might yeah. hold off because if I start a garden, I'm not going to leave this house in July. Right. Yeah. That would be, be really, hard. Hard. Be yeah. really, really hard. Grow attached yeah. to it for sure. Yeah. I'm like a deep level. Yeah. Like yeah. I was, I was out there every day. I would get out of the car and instead of going to the door, I would just, find myself walking to the back you know yeah we we moved into here um memorial day weekend in 2019 and i had already planted the little four by four square foot garden at our last place but we rented from my parents and my dad had planned to remodel that place and put it up for sale so So i just kept going back and like harvesting it like taking care of it (laughs) nice visiting the next door to my parents yeah yeah we're hoping that within the year maybe something magical will happen and we won't be in this house will be in something better with more land maybe more people around who knows it's just early 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 but we're like dead serious you know looking and you know obviously through podcasting this is a beautiful network of people that we have to to kind of bounce ideas off of and there's other people out there good people in the community that are looking to 
do something similar. Like let's all get together and figure this out, you know? Yeah. And it feels good because I, I've been asking this question in, you know, on podcasts for two years now, like, where does this lead? Yeah. Where do where does this beautiful thing that we all have going on? We're all on each other's shows and people are enjoying the conversations and we seem to be getting somewhere. Where is it going? You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to a place on one level, at least similar to what you guys have going on a bigger scale. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's Hopefully. what I'd love to see out of out of all of it, you know, is that um, even if we're spread out even if we're really far apart from each other, like, I mean, even like, like Adam's like close by, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we drive down and see, see Adam, but that's still pretty far. You know, it's, right. it's, it's like a four a, hour highway drive, like yeah, four hours five. on, on the interstate, you know, it's, it's, it's not, an it's every not Friday uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's an excursion when we go, especially with kids and everything, yeah. you know, it's not, yeah. we, we can't just hop in the car and go. Uh, but we're close enough that like, that like we do get to see each other and we, and we bounce ideas off each other when it comes to like homesteading stuff. Like we're, we're dealing with approximately the same territory, very very similar land and like water and blackberry bushes and other things like stinging nettles. Yeah. We have the same invasive species of, of plants you know, stuff like that. Mm. So it's like, I don't know. We're, we're, and then we got like uh Buffalo and legs, a false reality check. They're all the way over yeah. in Idaho. They're even farther away, Southeast but it's, Idaho, yeah. but it's like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of comforting to know that we've, we've, we're slowly developing this really long stretched out spider web. And then even going yeah. all the way to the East coast with other people like yourselves, you know, like, uh, you know, Mark. I don't know what you guys are looking for, for, for doing, but even if you just move out from where you're at to get a little more, more, a little more rural, so mm-hmm. you can have a little more space so that even if it's not more space, if you want to have chickens, you can get chickens, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that would just be, be so great for you guys and for your, and for your, for your boy. How old's your boy now? He's about to turn five. Yeah. He just started karate five. today. Yeah. Oh, Martial oh, arts. we did did that with uh our older one for a little while before before the uh, 2020 hit you know (laughs) oh yeah of course you know what we mean yeah Um, it's funny it's like we walked in there and it was immediately the opposite of what you know sports ever felt like for me i mean even though i excelled at sports i still didn't like the culture that I was being put into, you know, yeah. it was just, everything was all the mindfulness that we talk about on our podcast mm-hmm. and shit. And it's like being instructed to these little kids who are looking at it. Like this is cool fighting. So I'm going to listen to whatever these people say. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is a dream come true. If I get this- uh-huh. good, I can hit this person. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, oh man. We, so yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, we're really happy about it just because it's like a, and we found out that half the people there are like homeschoolers as well. And three of the instructors are homeschoolers. Yeah. Two of them oh, also married cool. couple and they've been doing it for like 20 years. 20 or years something and like they that. gave us a wealth of information in 30 seconds and everyone's like, you're coming back, right? Well, yeah, we're going to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Really cool, cool stuff. See, so these sound like people who'd be potential to go in on some beef with. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, eventually, <laughs> you know what See, I mean. I don't like, eat just, beef though. Networking. Oh, you don't, I don't eat beef you know. or pork. I don't know what religion that is. It's not. I'm not a religious person, but <laughs> as you obviously know. But yeah, I just uh, I you can't do birds. it anymore. I eat birds. Oh, yeah. I'm cool with the fucking birds, but I don't even eat fish anymore. I really love seafood, but I am just. 
I mean, maybe I sound like a dirty liberal hippie, but I fucking hate what we have done to the oceans. So we're depleting the fucking supply of fish. And I've never I, contributed to that. No, she's <laughs> never liked seafood. And like, maybe, maybe I am falling for something there. Maybe that's not all the way true, but I, I don't know. I, that's cognitive dissonance that what I'm seeing is that we're causing a lot of damage there. I think the damage is real that we're doing. There's a lot of psyopy shit going on to control that, those narratives and everything. You know what I oh, mean? The damage that uh, they are doing. Yeah, absolutely. The and blaming the populace then, on all yeah, of it. And then yeah, using absolutely. that to Even control us. Choice. But to yeah. live their way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I get a freaking chicken. So yeah. you got I acknowledge that. And <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, it just for me, I don't I don't know. I haven't even figured it out yet. Cause like it's not that I don't miss legit beef burgers. I do. You know, part of me does, but you know, turkey burgers are fine. But um, there's something about the level of intelligence on these animals that I it just feels like I need to sit with it for, for a while. Yeah. For yeah. A long while. Pork's a really fucking hard one because I'm an omelet guy and I love ham in the omelet and everything. Well, and spend some time with some pigs, man. There yeah, it's yeah, a really hard. hard one on the other side of that, of that you want to talk about intelligence. You want to talk about uh like I mean pigs can be companions, like a yeah, dog. Absolutely. You know, like if you if you view pigs through the right lens for a long enough time, you will see no difference between a pig and a dog. Right. And the the only difference that that you know about because of because of having eaten it before is like bacon is amazing, right? Like that's inside <laughs> of that pig. Sausage. And I yeah. and to my knowledge, like dog meat's not not great that yeah. I know of. I don't I, so. What are what are Probably my you know what what's my what's my reference place. for that? just some racist Chinese jokes. Probably, <laughs> well, my problem is I'm always thinking on like both scales. Like I feel that connection. I see the intelligence. And then I also understand the whole life eats life. Everything is matter. And like, you know, fucking super psychedelic scaled out. Yeah. So sure. it's like, which reality do you want to live in? Which scale of reality are you accepting? Because you're yeah. well, and killing thousands of things as you step every day as well. But well, they yeah, don't. Yeah. Really, sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, so, I, and I, I just want to comfortable with. I want you to know I'm not trying to push the pork and beef on you. I just figured you <laughs> did eat those things. And I'm always trying to get people who do to move in the direction of eating like grass fed and oh, sustainably well farmed and all of that kind of stuff, yeah, which I know is difficult for people in small spaces. For a year That's a beautiful thing. Like It's yeah. much different than going to a restaurant and getting a cheeseburger with a hundred different tormented cows in it yeah, yeah inside one ground beef because you don't even yeah. know that your ground beef come from one animal and our half cow comes from one family to our family yeah, yeah. like it's coming from we know the name we know where it's raised like right. they're they're if I needed to, I could walk there. It's not, I wouldn't call it walking distance. It's yeah. a few miles. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I have no, I, I completely understand. I mean, as a meat lover, I completely understand. Again, I'm just like, I'm sitting with like a philosophical problem in my head. That's what sure. it is. That's you amazing. Know? And I think that's so great. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people don't, there are a lot of people who never consider their food, period. Food is yeah, right. a thing that tastes good and that's it. You know, and uh, a lot of those people are mostly eating at McDonald's and stuff like that, uh, you know, which is which is sad for its own reasons and stuff, too. But <laughs> it's uh, there's there are kids out there. I, I'm reminded every once in a while that there are kids right now who are like 12 years old who've never picked and eaten an apple or anything. They've never right. removed food from a from a plant and eaten it. I and, didn't until I was 40. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It's, um, that's that's we're so disconnected from our food that to even that I bet a lot of people think you're crazy just for thinking and being philosophical about your food, Andy. And that's yeah. so the <laughs> opposite for me. It all. Yeah, I right. hate part. Yeah, she no, it seems like a lot of work. Of I can yeah. get that at the store. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yo, I mean, uh, well, you know, I mean, we put all this work. Did we pay less for the chicken that we raised? No, we made more. Mm, uh, I think we but ended because, up paying more. But you know, if you compare it to like the pasture raised, like da 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 da, like Whole Foods, whatever, we probably mm. paid around the same amount as that. So, but it's like better quality than that. Like, but we, how many people would hear that we paid more for chicken? That required having to move every day and, uh, you know, go, I, like I had to hunch down into this thing and refill water and put food in there. Like, so I paid more for all the food that went into it and for the, you know, between the cost of the birds themselves and then the food that went into them. And then you take all this labor that went into it and people are going, so you could, you did this for something that you end up paying whatever we could extract it out to be a few, few bucks a pound, uh, Instead of paying 70 cents a pound for the stuff at Walmart. Yeah. Or going what's to get 99 cents, six right. piece chicken nuggets from Wendy's or whatever. Yeah. It's a uh, problem with currency. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's the priority. It has to be in the world that they've <laughs> coaxed us into. Sure. Or who's they anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. Who's the that? Uh, ego side of all of us. Hey, I, Oh, go ahead. We're growing a uh, loofah sponges. Yeah. Cool. So, that took up a whole arch. Yeah, the and cow- it's gonna take a year to even use them, all yeah. just to wash our dishes. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah so, so you dry them for a year? Is yeah, that dry uh, them for a year? Same yeah. with you the. You can uh, keep them young if you need to. They're oh, really cool. Uh-huh. I want to do with the birdhouse bird gourds. Oh my god, birdhouse so gourds are the coolest thing to grow. Right. The giant dildos with like face <laughs> on them. It's yeah. they're huge, but they're you. But the things themselves, you carve out as. You have to leave them for a year again, right? And then you carve them out into birdhouses. You're going to paint them beautifully. The gourds that you turn into bowls. And every time I look at them, I'm like, these bowls will literally last. So my great, great, great grandchildren will be eating out of these that I grew and made. And that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, that's awesome. Dumb stuff. (laughs) The fun stuff is living. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have one butternut squash. <laughs> but a million. You got a bunch of bowls that you're going to have nothing to put in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not. I am growing soybeans because, you know, I don't eat the animals, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, Andy, I heard your talk with Monica Perez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Thanks for yeah, mentioning Monica's us awesome. In the, in the beginning of that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, she yeah she is awesome that was a great talk i i was so excited that you uh that you mentioned lamb uh uh, the christopher moore book uh, the gospel according to biff what a cool connection yeah and and she like she's like that's blasphemy (laughs) she like shut you down hell hard before you could even like describe what it was it was like that was i haven't read that i'm i mean maybe it was new when i read it it was so long ago you were reading it when i met you yeah okay so it was like 13 years that's so cool yeah yeah. i probably read it even longer ago. Yeah. A long yeah. time ago. It's, it was, but it was such a good book that I, I don't know. It's, it sat with me for a really long time. And like, I come back to it a lot. Like I might have him on. Oh, that would be so what? cool. Yeah. yeah. Like Dude. down the line, down the line. Like we I, were chatting, chit chatting. So, oh, cool. I, he's I, like, and I wanted him to talk about lamb, of course, because that yeah. was my favorite. 
And he's like, just keep in mind, I wrote that like 20 years ago. He's like, like, I don't remember it. You need to right, read it. I'm going to talk way over it anyway. It's not going to yeah. be about the plot. So. I, uh, I I read a lot. I've read a lot of his. I have a lot of his books on the shelf. Christopher Moore is a hidden gem for most people. I would say just younger people. I don't know if he's still relevant in the way he was relevant to me. He was yeah. this very, he was like Chuck Palahniuk from Fight Club, right? It was like a very man, the way he wrote just surprised you all the time. Yeah, it was just this comedy you weren't expecting almost. Like yeah. a story about a whale with, what was it, Bite Me? Fluke? Written on its tail? Or was that, like that fluke? Although I that know why fluke. the winged yeah. whale sings or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I had... Those bizarre the, tales. Uh, there was one called something, uh, The Dumbest Angel, Stupidest Angel. It was yes. like a Christmas story. That was somebody just here. here, read this. I was going to take a Greyhound back from S- Seattle. And they were like, take this book with you. You can, because I didn't have any, I didn't have my headphones or anything. And I was all hung over. And I read that whole book on the way home from <laughs> Seattle. I was like, this is so good. And then I was like, just like, I think I read that one twice. And then was this is some, other ones. this yeah. is a niche conversation for it sure. It is totally, but, we've lost but, everybody. Well, I believe the <laughs> stupidest angel was the angel from lamb that he communicates yes. with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't read lamb until way later. Um, yeah. yeah, but that was, uh, yeah. made me happy, but you, you blew both our minds. We listened to it separately. Uh, <laughs> and I, I came home from work. I said, I said, uh, Oh, I listened to, I listened to Andy with, uh, with, with, uh, Monica and, her eyes lit up and like, it was like, we said it at the same time. He mentioned land. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, you haven't read that, but you just heard me like talking. But it's on my, it's on it our shelf, time. you know, our collective yeah. shelf that like, you know, it's, uh, and you were reading it when I met you yeah. and you know, we've, we've talked about that whole book. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to notice that book anytime it's brought up in oh, any, so in any capacity. So, so yeah, that was but, really cool. Yeah. So we had Monica and her son here. Um, That's awesome. And uh, it was really interesting to see our property from that perspective of like oh. city dwellers yeah. big city dwellers <laughs> big city like la brooklyn right atlanta like big big cities because we can sometimes be like oh we're not doing enough and we're not real homesteaders and we, we we're not as far into this as we should be by now kind of we can really feel like i, I know i was using the word larping earlier but we can really feel like we're faking in a lot of mm. ways because we're just we're just trying we're just we're just doing stuff. We're just throwing things in the ground and hoping it comes up, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And then, yeah, to have, have those two city dwellers come out so and like, wow, Monica's enthusiasm, you know, she's like, wow, about like everything. And then her son, he's like six. I think he's just turned 17. Um, he was a picky eater, right? Mm-hmm. They, she called him that. But he went around and like tasted everything that was on a plant. Like in the kitchen, he was hesitant to try the stuff I was offering him. But when he was outside, he was like trying, he tried the green beans. He ate a carrot from the ground without rinsing it off first. Like That's he, awesome. he ate a pear off the tree, an apple off the tree, raspberries, blackberries. And I was like, you know, this is such a testament to what it is to like grow food and know it's food. Cause he goes, he's holding this pear and he sounds just like Monica. She, he was like a mini me of her. He's like, take, takes a bite. And he's like, you know, they tell us they can't, you, you can't just eat this stuff off the tree. <laughs> so he's like in LA, you can't just, you can't just take food off of a plant oh, and like eat it. You know, they, they, they really, uh, reminded me, I, I may, maybe remind they They informed me. I never, I hadn't really thought about it, but like, uh, if they were to see blackberries growing in LA, they would never eat them for 
if 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 no other reason because of the air that they're growing in but yeah, but really but because they're, they're being sprayed they're being sprayed and if they're not they're being peed on by homeless people <laughs> you know like there's there's like there's like a number of reasons that they wouldn't want to consume that if it was growing wild in that yeah. area or you know like we talked about dandelions at one point and uh and the beneficial properties of dandelions mm-hmm. and they're like well we have those but you know, they don't take care of their own lawn and they're like, we wouldn't eat anything out of our lawn because it's being sprayed with stuff. It's like, it's like, that's whatever it is. They're not getting the natural version of it in the city. And that was really, uh, it was kind of daunting to me to think about that in the extreme other direction as we're going, wow, we can eat like everything that's on our property. Even the stuff that's poisonous. If you only eat a little bit, (laughs) you probably won't die. Or if you eat it this way or like things like stinging nettles that used to be just like the bane of our existence. I have nettle tea. Or no, I, uh, I have, I dried a bunch this year to make nettle tea and like we made nettle pesto and like sauteed like spinach. It feels feels so good to eat. I feel like I'm conquering the nettle of that. Like this thing sucked. I hated it. It hurt. It was a bad thing. And I would have wished that it didn't existed. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we take a step back and we go, wait, these things are edible. Let's, let's take that Not instead, edible, of, but instead like of being afraid of it and wishing it wasn't yeah. there, consume it and make it a part of us and make it, make me be alive. But yeah. You know? and, it, and it's medicine. Like, and the same with mm-hmm. dandelions, like, I remember my uncle just like always just, you know, pick these out with this kind of a thing and get it by the root so it doesn't come back. Like, so you can have this perfect lawn. Because like, they're ugly. Oh, yeah. Other, but father. they're beautiful Otherwise little you get flowers. And like every part of it is usable. The the root is medicine. I made a salve with the flowers um, and olive oil and beeswax. And it's like anything diaper rash for the baby and like a mosquito bites the summer is scratches and if i get a cut or something i put a little of that yeah on it's there. been the best mm-hmm. stuff and it's just like those are the things that they tell you are throwaway things it's I like think medicine. There's something to be said about like the word magic spell casting this word weed you know it's always a negative thing when kate's pointed out so many different like amazing nutrient properties of these certain weeds that we have growing even in our random little suburbia Mm -hmm. and it's just like and then of course you got the mother of them all the ultimate word for cannabis the weed that illegal drug of course well not really too much anymore because they're gonna somehow try to use i don't know marijuana and psychedelics to to help their i don't know i don't understand why they would allow the legalization in those i love psychedelics i love i i don't consume them a ton but i love i love them for for multitude of reasons but then when i see what's been happening with it with it recently with the legalization of it and like i don't know like I don't know. It really makes me put that stink eye on and, and look at yeah, it. Yeah, you oh. and Monica talked about that a little bit too. But I wanted to add one more thing to the right. to the weed, the weeds uh word and aspect of um mm. that even um you know, like they have medicinal properties and stuff, but you were mentioning uh like uh uh trap plants earlier. Uh the, a lot of those are weeds, you know. Um a lot of the time by not weeding, you know, a, a well-kept garden is a well-weeded garden. Well, sometimes leaving those down and low, the the bugs get on those instead of the plants that are up high that you're trying to take care of, you know, mm-hmm. and they they can be good. Or certain plants like to grow in certain types of soil because it's lacking something and then it puts that thing in the soil. So like 
like in the herb garden where um, I don't have anything planted right now, I've let that patch of dandelions go. I'm going to leave it until next year and I'll move them out if I need to, but they're not hurting anything and they're helping protect that soil and provide nutrients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. all a cycle. Yeah. Yes. We wanted yeah. to do a, a medicinal herb garden for, you know, just grow a bunch of stuff, but none of its the seeds didn't take. So we yeah. had. Yeah. I've had a harder time uh, growing herbs from seed. I've found I, I need to get starts for most stuff. Yeah. But so like now. Nettle. Yeah. Wow. You want to get nettle. Yeah. I'm drinking nettle tea and I'm ordering yeah. it online and all this mm-hmm. other stuff because of the, the benefits for. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially for women. Yeah. There's a ton. Yeah, and, especially and with during, them, through thyroid, pregnancy and yeah. And does, does nettle grow around your guys's area? I, I have never seen it. Wow. So yeah. there's so, so. much. There's so, our little <laughs> guy got behind uh, the milk house, like a section of the barn and this little alleyway. And then Chad was going to get him one little and then all of a sudden there. he just started crying and then like running like he was embarrassed for hurting himself so he's like running away from him just bawling and he oh. caught him and he's got all these little white dots uh, he just he just must have grabbed it like yeah, it was his first real experience with it we got calamine lotion go in the woods we could probably look for it yeah maybe I think it yeah. grows around here yeah just uh, go touch everything yeah. until i feel like if it's growing in your area it's probably growing in ours because again it's, like the climates aren't are we well like, well yeah. but so here's the thing is it grows so thick here like right here on our property that like when you go out into our our wooded section it is anywhere that there's not trees is nettles that get up to to seven feet, eight feet tall at their mm-hmm. at their height, Send right? So metals, it's, uh, so it's like oh, you can't see them. But but there are places that are within a five mile radius from here where you cannot find a nettle anywhere you look. Hmm. So so it's like there are places where it just thrives and thrives and thrives. Like our property, like we could not get rid of them. My grandpa used to try to get rid of them, and you know he he just realized nope, we just we live with them. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing you can do about it, but yet if you go on to the other side of Deer Creek over there, you're it's like it's hard to find any on that side of that creek. Um, mm-hmm. So so and that's that's exact same territory as we're on. I mean, we're talking uh, a half mile from here even to to get to the other wow. side of that creek. So yeah. So I don't know. You know, it has something to do with something that I can't that that I bet nobody can see. You know, it could be a uh, part of the uh, mycelium network. I was telling it to, to grow here. <laughs> a lot of don't grow too. there. That's yeah. maybe it's because our soil's not as good over here, but the nettles are helping the soil heal. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're we're it's our job to grow up big, die down, and compost over and over again in a natural cycle to try and heal this area. But it's mm-hmm. doing good over there. You know, so it's it's hard to say if they would take off or not. Yeah, That's another I, project we were thinking of is mushrooms. We wanted to grow yeah. like lion's mane and other things like that. I want to start yeah. now because it takes a few years. Some even. You can do some of that stuff with kits inside even. Yeah. And while yeah. that might not be the most sustainable way to do something, it would be a really good way to learn about the life cycle of a mushroom. Yeah. So That's that true. would be something to, something to do for sure. We, I mean, we have so many wild mushrooms around our area here in the Northwest. It's abundant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we're growing turkey tail on Finn's sandbox. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turkey tail's in. What? And we just put it around. Yeah, we had the these logs and stuff. And one yeah. of them looks like it looks like turkey tail. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to 
Yeah. Really yeah. Look into his, it a little more. His sandbox is this like a big old oak tree cut down or a maple tree and these big blocks of it just as the border and then oh, cool. just a ton of sand. So mm-hmm. he can never dig through the bottom. You know, that's what I was always doing as a kid. I was just getting the whole thing covered in mud and dirt and <laughs> disgusting shit. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> it's like a foot deep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's got um, mushrooms growing all over and it looks just like turkey tail. So yeah mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. excellent yeah yeah they're well, sand, but that's fine we we probably should wrap it up here soon i know i had one more question and i lost it but oh. yeah we could wrap up we probably have two sons who are either either gonna lose it soon or or <laughs> or falling asleep or something if the baby past your bedtime it is way past my bed <laughs> yeah my, oh yeah. yeah and you guys are later three in hours ahead and it's too, like yeah. almost my bed we're in the future <laughs> yeah that's so great you guys know how to time travel <laughs> hell yeah we're doing it right now that's, that's so crazy i've been i've been watching these new beavis and buttheads i don't know if, if, oh, if you're right. if you're that dumb enough to like beavis and butthead they yeah. had one where they figure out how to time travel by walking over the the time zone line <laughs> so they can go back in time and they keep hurting themselves and then being like oh we should go back before you broke your arm so they cross again <laughs> <laughs> and they just yeah it keeps getting worse and worse that's it's awesome so, it escalates very quickly it's really yeah good. yeah um well i'll have to message you when i think of that question that i couldn't uh yes, remember please, to I'm ask. All of the time. yes <laughs> um go. Yes, go. Oh, i was just gonna say it's been a pleasure talking to you guys again i think last time we talked was like april yeah uh i yeah, think that we like should that. I think we should try to try to do this again, um, you know, b- before spring and kind of kind of talk about our winners. I, I like this. We just kind of catch up on on what the summer was like and then then we do it again and we'll catch up on what the what the fall and winter were like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think that's annual. I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you and know, maybe, it doesn't have to be the only time we talk. Obviously, and, and I was going to say, maybe we could do more <laughs> than just that and uh, and do, do other other great stuff, too. So always, yep. man. Sounds like sounds like a plan. For yes. sure. All right. Well, and I'll get a hold of you about uh sh- when I I'm gonna wrap my head around how to ship some bread. Yeah, without it costing yes. thirty dollars. And we'll and we'll jam a bunch of uh nettle roots in there too. <laughs> and you can just stick them, stick them under the ground and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe I should look over the neighborhood. That is my favorite. Um, my new thing is planting seeds from grocery stores and just seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah maybe I should just see if I I should read a little bit about the seeds because maybe there's pods or something out there I could shake into a baggie. Already. What on nettles? Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's there's dry right now. I mean, there's a lot of seeds. Yeah, I've there. never really looked into the seed aspect. Of yeah, that. you know, well, well, they grow like weed. Uh, there's the the seeds are like clusters. They're flowers that they, I mean, they look kind of like loose buds. buds. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you can just we can. They're like in the mint family, I think. Yeah, catnip, cool. mint, that kind of stuff. Yeah, catnip, mint, weed. They all kind of they all kind of have some similar ways that mm. they grow. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. we were growing catnip, weren't we? We were. Eddie ate it all. <laughs> Our fat cat ate it all. Rest in peace. Yeah. Aww. Not from that, but. <laughs> just too much catnip. Yeah, he yeah, just we... overdosed, man. He died we grew too too. hard. We grew it too. We have one cat that likes it, and the other one didn't seem to notice. Yeah. Speaking of cats, yeah, one of them is yelling at us. <laughs> Come shake my food dish. I can see the bottom. Yes, dude. That's yes. funny. I just have to put one in. He can feed them, and they they won't eat. Yeah, I have to make the noise. That's ridiculous. <laughs> They're such jerks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool, man. Well, uh, stay in touch. And absolutely, Kate, it was great talking to you again. You too. And um, yeah. Yeah. We didn't even get to uh, why don't... I know we didn't even oh, mention like what? the impact That's, that Tapache yes. had on our summer, man. That well, was no, so okay. Amazing. Sorry, we got another hour. Should, go ahead. Yeah, we okay. should go. <laughs> and the podcast minute. starts now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is the stuff we can't tell you. This is going on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear the if you want to hear the kombucha yeah. and, and tapache talk. So, you're so have to you go started fermenting some beverages since we talked about it. Huh? I did. I made a successful ginger bug. It's chilling in my fridge from when I'll need it again. Um, kombucha was a success. Absolutely. Then we had um, uh, we got a we got fruit flies in one oh, of them. Yeah. We didn't mm. know, and then. That happened to me with my vinegar this year. It sucked. Yeah, I so went I to check on it. I opened the cabinet doors. Yeah. And you can't even breathe. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, what happened? I felt like I was in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a little sad. That so was now I have like 20 scobies just chilling out in their little scoby hotel. And- you could just yeah. leave them until you feel interested in them again. It's great. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool. And the tapache, my God. It was getting so- expensive because he was like on like 12 pineapples a week so <laughs> here's here's the thing like i and she's doing it to the grow tent too and that's our cat's scratching the shit out of my grow tent oh my I god no because i grow other things inside but um <laughs> but yeah what the hell was i saying what are we talking? oh yeah Tapache. 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 so i always used to when i was like younger in my 20s would love a cold super fresh beer if i was working outside yeah. But now Tapache has completely filled that that and like completely replaced it as like yeah. the greatest, most refreshing beverage I've ever had in the summertime. Hands okay. That is so awesome. I mean, that was that's so true for me too. I I am an alcoholic of a long time. I, I used to drink 20 beers in a night. Right. Because I I had no respect for myself. Uh, (laughs) uh, And I, and I had, when I, when I quit drinking, I had a really hard time replacing that with anything besides water, which didn't replace it at all. uh, Because it's, I don't know, there was, there's, there was something that was missing from my life until Tapache came around where (laughs) I was like, I was like, wow, this, this satisfies that part of my brain. But you know what? Do you want to level it up next time? Sure. Okay. Think of a Corona with a lime in it. Put a squeeze of lime into your tapache. It is so good. It was like an accident. We were having some when we were eating Mexican food and we had some limes on the table and Chud squeezed it in there. He's like, that's really good. I was like, oh, "Oh, you know, what's stopping the lime from going in with the pineapple? Oh, yes. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. Really good. It's uh, it's next level. But yeah, it really like it. It unlike any kind of kombucha, certainly any kind of soda pop or anything like that. You know, that was the first first thing was like I tried uh, non-alcoholic beers and Mm. I don't know. I it I wasn't into it. Yeah. And then weird. And then I was trying soda pop and that was entirely too much sugar. And I just wasn't into it. And I just kind of eventually like said, okay, that's, I just have to leave this empty void in my life to like move forward. And I quit trying to fill it. But some of these fermented beverages were like in the zone, but I wasn't even thinking like that until I had probably my first sip of Tapache. And I went, (laughs) whoa, here it is. Like, this is, this is that satisfaction that I've been like, like missing from my life since I, since I quit drinking. Did, did you guys so use any, um, 
herbs or spices in it. Like there's the traditional tapache has like cinnamon sticks sometimes and star yeah, anise. Yeah, yep. we did um, just the cinnamon sticks. I yeah. think the cinnamon sticks helped in the aspect that Chud's talking about, really. Because he hates cinnamon. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, it, you're it's not going to know that yeah. it's there. It's a different way. And I think it helps because I can still taste what the cinnamon is doing. And I, yeah, like you said, I normally don't like it, but for some reason it's working. And yeah. yeah, it makes it taste like it a refreshing beer. It's weird. Super but it was good. Yeah. Way yeah. Too expensive because you'll drink a gallon. Yeah, pineapples now, are expensive. Five minutes. I'm thirsty. What? You started doing second ferments off those though, right? Off the pineapple? No. No. Somebody else did though. And we were we were talking yeah, about well, it. Somewhere. I have a telegram group that's just for the workshop attendees, and somebody said, Hey, do you think you could do a second run with the same pineapple rinds? And they did it. Mm. And it, they said it was all right. It was fizzy and everything, but it just wasn't as flavorful. But you might try, yeah. I mean, try do do a second second uh, pressing. I'm trying cool. to regrow yeah. all the pineapples in my house. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's, that's, that's the, what you grow in the basement. That's the downside to the tapache being so great is, <clears throat> excuse me, of a lot of these fermented beverages that you've done. Um, pineapple's one that will, will never grow here. No, it's, but you yeah. know what? Like blackberry kvass is close to that. Like that was really good. It almost had a wine taste to it. I know it's not the same for you, but like if I was a wine alcoholic, I think that the blackberry <laughs> might might have blackberry might have been able to replace that. Yeah. But it was it was something I did. I'd quit looking for it until I hit tapache. So once you're done with this, you, then you learn kvass because kvass can be pretty much any fruit you can think of. That's so any whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, New so, yes, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of good stuff. And then, you know, ferment vegetables, because then you'll know what to do with your garden harvest next year, too. Oh, yeah, cool. So far, we just threw everything in a freezer. So we yeah, that's good, too. And- but then if you have, you know, you do some in uh, some ferments, you'll have sauerkraut or like, you know, yeah. I did fermented cherry tomatoes. I got fermented carrot sticks. Uh, oh, and yeah. I need that I- sauerkraut and stuff to make dairy-free cheeses out of the nuts right. too. yeah so you have to need the culture right we even yeah. have some fermented butternut squash oh yeah i did that with oh, last cool. year's butternut squash we we over we kept it in the pantry for all winter and then yeah so when i was going to plant my new one i fermented the rest of it it's like the best thing i've ever just had. cubed just up and raw raw cubed and then it's just like this tangy little pickle I put some coriander in with it, seed, and and trying it through the stages because we kept we kept opening it and and tasting it. It would be like, yeah, that's okay, that's edible, you know. Yeah. Like as as the texture kept getting better and better, and then all of a sudden, one time it was all bam, there Nailed it, it is. Yeah, it was we probably like, wrote that date or number of days. Now, I write the sure. number of days on the label so I remember when we're enjoying it. Um, yeah, because it was like too because I didn't cook it, so it's raw. So it was like too hard for a long time until it got to that texture that you want it when you cook it. And now it's mm. a pickle. It's in our fridge. It'll last in the fridge for like two years. But it's never had the heat cook out any of those nutrients. And in fact those nutrients if if the science is correct, if the if if you believe in science, the nutrients continuously expand in there. I mean, I can't measure. That, that's what's any interesting. This, so <laughs> all food preservation has some nutrient loss because you're cooking things at high heat often, right? Or, or time, time. You know, even when you just pick something and let it sit on your counter, you're losing nutrients from when it's totally fresh. But with uh, fermentation, a lot of times certain nutrients increase. The one that I'm familiar with is a study that showed one cup of cabbage was about 70 milligrams of vitamin C and one cup of sauerkraut had like 700 something milligrams of vitamin wow, C. Wow, it's like free energy. So it's like mm-hmm. these micro these microorganisms are building these vitamins and nutrients. And, um, and it's, the gut health. 
pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, how that helps your everything, your psyche and your um, immune system and all of that. It's really cool. I'm glad you guys are getting into it. Yeah, I'm down. Do it. You just got to massage some salt into some cabbage. That's it. I do love cabbage. I like massage. Oh, me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really fun for kids. So you can get them squishing some with their little hands. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I'm not, we're both going to release this probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll put, (laughs) I'll put it out as a, as a, I'll put it out as a, uh, as a a, a deep, yeah, it's fine. Deep healing. Yeah. That we haven't put out in a long time. You know, I think that would be appropriate. I was really enjoying the podcast, but I understand like it can, it's hard to find time to do this kind of stuff together. It was just a different, yeah. I mean, a lot happened. It was a, it was a crazy year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why don't you plug all your stuff and then we'll do the same here to finish off. Cool. You could find me at the deep share on all the social media platforms. Um, You could, and you still technically can find me on Patreon, but I think, I think I'm, I'm ditching it because of a lot of disgusting shit. I'm finding out about Patreon, which maybe I'll talk about in an episode or I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think I'm ditching that. I want to try to go for a different f- format, like more towards just my brand away from using some other platform to sure. make money yeah. like that. So anyway, yeah, you can find me on there or contact at the if you want to reach out to me and yeah. I'm on all awesome. the platforms and YouTube and Odyssey. You post a lot of great stuff on Twitter. Yeah. I feel like Twitter just puts me in that mood where I can. Like, I don't have anything to say until I read a bunch of tweets. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I like, I, I got to say, I, I don't want to, you know, keep this going too long because we do need to wrap it up. But I, uh, I love your tweets and your takes that have to do with Flat Earth. Because oh. I feel like you're one of the few other people in this world who can talk about and think about flat earth rationally, but you can also revert and look at globe earth and look at that rationally as well. I feel like a lot oh, of the thanks. time when cool. people make that switch over and they and they view it as flat earth, they become um almost like Nazis about it being flat earth and they're not willing to look back in the other direction and look at a, a at a global earth. So. You don't have any final answers. No, that's, and, and and that's I, my and point. The biggest fallacy of all, and it's very helpful in a lot of ways in many, many areas of living, but basing everything on ob- observable quote unquote observable through our, our, our eyes, our human mm-hmm. eyes, and globe shaped eyes <laughs> and just thinking we know t- coming to any conclusions that that's the problem mostly i mean i do it sometimes when it comes to history i'm, I'm pretty hard-nosed about certain things you know but when it comes to something that big that could be a side part of it's definitely going on as a psyop on both ends right oh, sure. like, both sides. Yeah. nasa's Absolutely. a money laundering scheme 100%. and the flat earth society was a tax exempt you know organization so yeah. on both ends you have of course the red versus blue serpent and eagle two forms of the same creature mm-hmm. uh yeah thing being put in front of us as always so you gotta be careful there's a lot of landmines yeah absolutely <laughs> another reason we love you so Oh, thanks. Well, I love you guys too. And yeah, fuck, I love flat earthers. There's a plenty. They uncover more shit about NASA than any person that isn't questioning the globe model ever has. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. 
like the the bottle, the the cup of water that was sitting on a desk on the ISS uh, that came sure. out a few weeks. Yeah. It's like, uh, excuse me, what is this? Yeah, like, no. And uh, if there is an explanation, tell us now. Yeah, <laughs> this please don't is yell not at us. Tell me. us in a calm way. Right. And I'm right. about to start doing a show with with a flat earther. You know, our good friend Moral Bob. We're going to be oh, doing awesome. a a movie show with our friend uh, DJ from Missing the Point. Like we're going to yeah, be yeah. doing we love both a killer those show coming out soon. Yeah. So yeah. we're all in this together, man. Awesome. We are not going to agree on every level. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that we should bring up who we are then if you're going to post this. I'm Lanny. Absolutely. Tell my oh, yeah. audience. And, uh, and I'm Chud X. And we have a podcast called The World As It Is Today. But also we're on a podcast called Feed the Beauty with Moral Bob and his wife. As yes. well as Buffalo and Legs from False Reality Check and Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. And that's like Beautiful our homesteading um, podcast that we talk about whatever we're oh, doing on the homestead. Awesome. I would love to have all of you guys on at the same time with Kate and ever, as like a big round table sometime. I think that would be Ooh. killer, man. Oh, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> down. I'll, I'll speak for all of them. And yeah, they're all, all into down. it. Yeah. That would be so it. much fun. You know, yeah. I love yeah. legs and, and, and buff and everything. Everybody's great. I think that's yeah. so awesome. That's been so. great. But yeah, you can find everything that we do on greenerpostures.com. And I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at greenerpostures. And, and I'm Mr. Chud X indeed on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Hell yeah, guys. Yeah. This was really great. Thanks for uh, doing this recap with us. I think we should keep this up for sure. Yeah, yeah it, it feels good to talk about. I mean, sometimes in the day, it doesn't feel like much. But when you look over a whole season, you guys have made a lot of progress and learned a lot of things. And that's pretty cool. It's uh, yeah. day to day. It might not seem like a, a big deal each day, but it's been a long time since we talked in April. Yeah. For for, yeah. for for think about everything you've done since April, and if we look back on everything we've done, it's like oh man, a, a year is a long time. Yeah. And even just a section of a year like that, just we accomplish so much, and it's you know it's it's I, that's why I think it's so great for people to break out of what I call the matrix and not just be in a repetitive cycle of life that's that you you don't know what time of year it is or, or, or whatever. And, and, um, you can actually appreciate your life and look at all the things that you do as opposed yeah, to just man. looking at it as all being a monotonous thing. Yeah. Well, this was great guys. We'll definitely do it again. All right. Oh, yeah. Peace Thank out. You. Peace. Yeah. Bye everybody.